What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known from Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain, The Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. A.K.A. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. And you be in here in the Desert Storm bunker with the whole effing show. Mr. Mr. EWF, every woman's fantasy. And CGAC, God Allah. Not only that, I'm the black Moses of this. And I'm also the undebatable. And the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We are back with a great episode. And we're going to talk about this singer, singer, gospel singer, Kirk Franklin. He put out a documentary called Father's Day. And we're going to kind of review what's going on there. We cannot show you the documentary nor play the audio. So I'll have to play, break it down because they want you to see it. And this video has been viewed over a million times on YouTube. And it is a very gut-riching story. It will induce men to cry, and it's okay to cry if you watch this episode. But it does show the plight of men and the evils that mom do. The evils that moms do. And uh, have you ever been a victim of parental alienation on any level? Like you were a child and your baby mama, or not, you were a child and your mother alienated you from your father. Okay, A lot of people have dealt with that. In fact, the black community has been riddled with parental alienation and sometimes we actually say well it's single motherism that ruins the black community but most of the time it's not there's a bunch of things that ruin it but parental alienation is a common one your father ain't shit there's a common trope that women have used especially for my generation of youngins that your father ain't shit he didn't try he didn't fight hard enough he left he got a cigarettes he went back newports he went and got a bottle of milk now, fathers typically don't do that today, but what they'll do is they'll say your father's abusive. We need to protect the children from the father. Protect the children from the father, right? And so what they'll do is the mother will say, well, because the father is this, I'm going to use this to get the children to me because I'm the protector. Where they're not really the protector because they still need the father, either as a financial wallet or they'll need the father actually to be present enough to make excuses, so that's, there's that. But what is interesting is when you have a, one parent unilaterally decide that the other parent is bad and for their own selfish purposes, remove the child from the father, oftentimes you figure out there's a financial benefit to that as well, right? They're going to get some child support. But then what happens is who protects the child from the mother? This is something we haven't been able to answer because unilaterally she's decided that the father was incapable because of whatever her reasoning is. But who then can protect the children from the mother? What if the children get over there and they say, well, I don't want to be here, mom. I don't want to be here. I want to be with dad. Who can now protect that child against the mother? No one. Even the dad then has to go to court and say, well, my son said that their protector which I've been removed from, their protector, she, she wants to be removed from her. Even the courts will be like, well, 
See, there's nothing that protects the children from the mother. The mother can then unilaterally terrorize the children emotionally, alienate the child from the father, paint the father in a bad light, and so forth and so on. Now, people might say this doesn't happen, right? But we're going to review a case of one Tupac Shakur. In Tupac Shakur's case, the mother is the godly mother, you know, the eternal ghetto mother who lost her child through gang violence. Thus, she can be eternalized as, hey, she tried everything to save this son. She tried everything, and the guy became famous. She tried everything in her power to be this magnificent mother, even through crack fiending, even through jail and prison, even through being a revolutionary. She tried everything. However, that's not true. She was an emotional terrorist. She emotionally terrorized Tupac's putting him in the worst situations for one reason and one reason only, and that is to keep Tupac from the father. Now, we're going to hear from Tupac's father. Tupac's father is going to speak. He's not on my show, but Tupac's father is going to speak on the fact that she was moving Tupac away from the father the entire time. In fact, Tupac thought the father was not even alive, and Tupac didn't even know his father until the first time he got shot in New York Quad Studio. That was the first time he had knew that his father was alive. So instead of dear mama, it's fear mama. Shout out to the seven sign guns. So now instead of dear mama, it's fear mama. Instead of mom being the one who, oh, she tried her best and she made everything she could happen to make Tupac. The reality was she was a parental alienator. She alienated intentionally Tupac from the father. And then Tupac grew up to resent his father only to be introduced to his father again as he's lying in the hospital bed. This is one of the reasons why I did not watch the documentary because they're trying to crown Afeni as a great mother and really she was just a parental alienator. All right, indeed. So um, anyway, we're going to talk about that. We will talk about Kirk Franklin and we're going to get into this and a lot of ninjas is going to be on their tampons today. A lot of ninjas is going to be on their tampons for this stream. Yes. Now, now, I'm going to tell you right now, like this stream, because there's 700 people, like the stream. We need all the tampon stream wearing peace sitting down ninjas in here for this stream. All right, because even though this is going to be a heart-wrenching story, and you're going to see the desperation of one Kirk Franklin to be close to his father. You're going to see this later on in the show. But at the end of the day, they're just going to forget about it and move on. Oh, well, it got solved. All right, there it is. Well, fathers would do this. They would be put in jail. They would actually have letters written against the person, but still, you're still going to feel bad for the mother. You're still going to feel bad for the mother because instinctly, biologically, we want to protect our mother's feelings at all costs. We don't want to see her down bad, and the mother's going to look like an a-hole in this video. But then she's going to look down bad and everybody's going to be like, okay, all right, she learned her lesson. No need to harp on it. And then we'll move on. But the tampon string ninjas is going to be in here defending the holy imagery of the single mother. All right. And so that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be pissed about that. So we'll talk about that story later. What do we got? We got a little doom and gloom. We got some straggle and sniggle theater. Of course, we're here to entertain Anthony Anderson, comedian. More famously known, famously known for his role that he portrayed, portrayed as the family man, the patriarch, in the TV show Blackish, 
His divorce is now just recently finalized. And wait till you hear the dollar amount that he has to pay his ex-wife. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be a great show. Albert Wesker says ex-exes will lie for 50 years rather than tell the truth. And you'll see that the mother was still confronted two times with the evidence of a father being, you know, the, the biological father being presented in front of Kirk Franklin. She was given the evidence twice and she still denied it. Freeman is CGA. Here's my last $3 and 85 cent. I found in my purse. you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Crescendo Consulting. I love the show, but Ninja, can you have some EQ on that gunshot in the intro? It murders my headphones. All right, I'll take it out. I know, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Headphone Ninjas is like, yo. All right, what, what's up with the gunshot? And if you live in New York, you thought it was behind you. All right, we got double A-A-A-Ron, easy A-A-A-Ron says, this is for the coach gang and the coach, shout out to you. We got Matthew V, he says, truth, the Dems are too fragile for it. That's why they changed the narrative. All right, some of the narrative I see changing out here in our world today, it's disgusting. And most of you guys don't realize how disgusting these narratives are um, that they're portraying, that they're painting for you. Oh, you know, you'll see... Uh, great video that was out by a young woman. I, I think I'm going to do a show on this today. Is that there's an identity crisis in just about everyone. Everyone's having an identity crisis, particularly women, because they're trying to play this role of, you know, working, and then they want to be a mom, and then they halfway don't, and then they want to date. Like, their identity is absolutely, they, they have no clue. I saw the early um, intro of this when I was in high school, and... um you know, I was messing with this young feminist. You know, by the time, I didn't know she was a feminist. But the things that she would say, you know, she was feminine. She had some big old sloppy titties back in the day, man. I swear you, boy. She had a magnificent set. Like her, she had a rack. All right. <laughs> she had, her rack was incredible. But uh, anyway, that was about it. But uh, anyway, she would say weird things. Like women should be able to walk around shirtless. This was in high school. And I used to be like, are you idiot? Like what? Anyway. <laughs> but those are the early onsets of kind of like feminism affecting my generation of women, right? Uh, but um, anyway. Now today, people have, they don't know who they are. People don't know who they are. They have no clue. And everyone's on a mission of self-discovery. And I think we're creating a lot of confusion and chaos, right? People don't know who they are. They think they know, but they don't know. And they never will. All right, so uh, let's get into this one. No government name, SD says, Coach, pull up a picture of the judge for the Jeezy case. He's done. Uh-oh, we got Jeezy's judge of making an appearance here. Hold on for a second. Let's get, yeah. All right, let's get Jeezy's jubs up. Anybody want to see Jeezy's judge? <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, we got, we, we called it Sharmila. I introduced Judge Sharmila. Uh, Williams, I believe this is going to be the judge in Jeezy's case, judicial assignment. She's a new judge, it looks like. Yeah, she's a new judge. She just became judge in 2021. Okay. I don't know if you know, but they have a lot of black female judges in Atlanta, Fulton County. Uh, don't harass this judge, please. Don't call her. Don't harass her. I'm pretty sure she's got a lot 
on her plate. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say Jeezy would be uh, particularly not going to favor very well. And she, I won't say anything. I'm not going to Atlanta, but she got a rack too. But anyway, she's on YouTube. Yeah, it's a wrap. All right, so she's on YouTube. I, I, want, I don't feel bad. But uh, this is Judge right here. She's a YouTuber? Oh, Jesus. Man, look at that. My goodness. All right, I don't know, man. There's a lot going on under that robe there. <laughs> All right, there's a lot going on. But again, you know, you're putting your hand, case in these hands of the judges. And I want to make you understand one thing. Um, one, one thing and one thing alone is that when I gave you these numbers, right, about child support and what he has risked, what he risks losing, he potentially is going to have to pay child support to Jenny Mai until Jenny Mai's 60 years old. 60 freaking years old. Hey, 60 years old. I'm going I'm to tell you guys, you guys don't understand. She's going to, wait, wait. He's going to be paying Jenny Mai until she's 60. And just... <laughs> I know some dudes are like, he's going to get full custody. All right, did you see the judge? Let me tell you something. That looks like a full custody judge. That looks like a judge that's going to say, yeah, Jeezy, you take the kid and make Jenny my pay. I mean, you obviously have not been to court. You know nothing about family law if you're thinking Jeezy's going to get full custody. In fact, the, the last time I heard anyone say that a man was going to get full custody, it was in the situation where, um, I, you know, I can't remember names. Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy. And then when that incident happened, it was like, he going to go in there and get full custody. Mm. All right. Well, he eventually filed and guess what she did? She crawled right back to him, got right back in his pocket. And then that's the, that you didn't hear the end of it. She's not stupid. She figured out at the very least, Ninja, if it's full custody, he about to get, I'll crawl right back. And she, and she, and she crawled right back. And they back taking pictures on Instagram like nothing happened. So Jeezy's going to be paying her child support until she's 60, 61, 62. 60 freaking two. A 62-year-old Vietnamese. <laughs> Somebody said that was your judge last year. How did you fare out? Don't put your real name. Somebody said he had this judge last year. Hey, um, how did you fare out? How fair was she fair? All right, Timmy, go right here. What's his brother's name? I'll wait till you see you what you say. All right. Uh, El Jefe says, shout out to the hardest working man in the business, CGA the GOAT. By the way, Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour is sold out this weekend in Houston. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. It's always going to be sold out. A lot of hair weave. You know, it's going to be a lot of reading rainbows, butterflies in the sky. It's going to be a lot of reading rainbows out there. All right, what do we got? Last, cu last couple, uh, let's see here. Kalen, Ku Klux Keisha. All right, he gone now. He don't want to talk about it. He don't want to talk about it. Kalen says, so if men are biologically monogamous, then why would companies like Victoria's Secretion create lingerie for women and not men? They do so to trick the male mind into thinking he's having sex with the other women when he's actually having sex with the same woman. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Yeah, he about to get baked up. Packed up. It's going to be a messy mess. All right, shout out to Emmanuel. Here is your espresso coach, Indeed. 
Thank you very much for that espresso. Uh, we got a couple more. Derek Eaton says it's amazing how they will take the lie to the grave. Indeed. Oh. Yeah, uh, Tupac's mom died with the lie. Warhammer, been here since 2018. I'm 28 years. He says, I was 28, now I'm 32. Much more confidence and happier thanks for coach. Here's $5 and five more years for the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to you. Let me get back. Let me get back to the show. Get back to the show. Uh, a little doom and gloom, not a lot. So I'll just play the bell right here. I want you to take a look. Take a look at this real quick. Uh, do you guys know what's happening at the border? Well, living in America, take a look at the border right now. This is apparently somewhere south of the border where they're coming over in droves. And no, these aren't all Mexicans. There is some Mexicans in there, but I, I want to see a few more senoritas in there. I do see some cheering. I do see some gorditas coming across and a lot of ninjas, all right? There's way too many ninjas coming across there. It's got to be 70, 80% ninjas. There is a lot of women. Oh, Dick okay. There was something. I don't know. She might have been a child. But anyway, take a look, man. I mean, look at this, brothers. Hey, man, <laughs> through all, look at, they like the postal workers. Rain, sleet, hell, or snow coming across, man. Hey. Hey, if the border's open, why not? If the board is open, why not, man? It's time to come over, man. Hey, I don't know where they're going when they get here. I don't think they know either. They just trying to get over here. Apparently, there's a paycheck for them. But you voted for the check. To, you, vote, you did vote for the check when they come over here. Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Martha's Vineyard. They coming, brothers. They coming. And... These are Biden voters. These, these are the people, man, in the 2024 election. I'm sure they'll be given the right to vote. I did see a Honduras chica there. All right, so there it is, man. I've been telling you about mass immigration. How it's going to directly affect our country in the next 25, 30 years. You guys are talking about this year. In the next 25 years, man, this is going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal, man. Phoenix, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Diego. All right. Um, even the red states, they're going to flood it. Tejas, man, it's going to be a damn crazy, crazy thing here, man. Mm-mm-mm. And and they're saying like 2 million a year, 2 million plus a year. And they're dropping them off everywhere. So just get ready, man. America is in an interesting place. Let's get the straggle and sniggle theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's see what's up for bid today. Apparently, we have someone's boat, all right, someone's sugar daddy with a boat going up in flames. Let's take a look at the video here and see if we can help these brothers out. You guys want to jump out, right? Jump out right now. Get away from it. Get away. Get away. It's too late. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. It's going to blow. You guys want to jump out right now? Jump out right now. Man. Get away from it. Get away. Get away. All right. So uh, (laughs) that's a sad situation, man. You know, 
These ninjas is like, I don't want my boat to go under. They also don't want to jump in the shark infested water. Interesting enough. That, <laughs> that wife, whoever that woman is on the boat, give her the L, fam. Who in the hell was that woman on the boat? Now, let's play it again. <laughs> Who in the hell was that woman on the boat? Yo, they on the boat is on fire. The man is delivering instructions, and this bitch is repeating everything. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Let me play it again. Let me play it again. Who is that woman? What was she doing? Let's li listen. It's too late. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. It's going to blow. You guys want to jump out right jump now? Jump out right now. <laughs> oh, no. Get away from Get me. Get away. Get away. <laughs> oh, my God. Ladies, what's wrong with the... <laughs> Jesus. The top, the top comment says it all. <laughs> I was listening. The top comment. <laughs> Jesus. It's a good thing the wife was there to translate everything from English to English. In case they didn't speak English. God dang, fam. She was like, like she, and then she was like, and I told him to do this. And I told him to do that. She probably, she probably went back, told all her friends, all the things that happened. And I told him I rescued him myself with my bare hands. It's too late. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. It's going to blow. You guys want to jump out right jump now? Jump out right now. Oh, Jesus. Get away from me. Get away. Get away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She does sound like she's a Spanish speaker, so it probably was White Wolf out there with one of his senoritas. But she does sound like an old senorita, too. So an old simp was out there with his old Mexican-made wife. All right, I saved them from disaster. <laughs> oh my goodness. She sounds like a damn parrot. Unbelievable, man. Jeez, man. The world is just a funny place. Speaking of a funny place and fathers, this is going to be in the show. I warned you about this one, right? I warned you about this one. What did I tell you about? Uh, this is particularly black men, right? Um, you know, we tend to do things in our culture related around our hair that we saw our aunties and our sisters and our mothers do, mostly your single mothers do. And since there were not many men around, they were being driven out, disenfranchised, all right, institutional racism, incarceration, mass, drug use, gangbanging. Since the fathers weren't around, young boys grew up and they idolized their mothers. They idolized their aunties and their older sisters. Now, what do those women idolize? In fact, what are the two words that everyone, every woman says every day of her life? Now, it's part of a phrase. But these two words a woman says every day of her life. There hasn't been a day in her life that she hasn't said these two words. And those two words are my hair, right? So everything revolves around their hair. For a woman, their hair is their crown. So my hair, I need to wash my hair. I want to cut my hair. I think I'm going to color my hair. All right, I couldn't do anything with my hair. I'm having a bad hair day with my hair. My hair can't do nothing. All right, I'm frustrated about my hair. My hair is too kinky. I'm thinking of putting extensions in my hair, bamboo earrings, at least two pair. So my hair is there everything. So if you're a young boy without a father and you're fatherless, you typically are around women. Everything you hear 
It's about their hair. Don't touch my hair. Are you looking at my hair? All right, you, you, why are you trying to smell my hair? My hair, my hair, my hair. Now, this has led to young men, young men try, glamorizing their hair. Although a lot of cultures glamorize hair because hair is interesting. Hair is, definitely has sexual characteristics and sexual markers and whatnot. But men, young men, see their aunts, their sisters, and their mothers talking about their hair. In fact, as we see in many of these so-called men, they will actually have women's hairdos. They will have women's hairdos. Let me give you a couple examples. Let me give you a couple of examples. Have you seen like a pimp will have a perm? Like he will glamorize. He'll have a nice suit, a fur coat, nylator gators, and he'll have a perm. Now, this perm and big perm in the movie uh, Friday, this perm, in addition to his characteristics to deal with women, makes him a man, right? You're like, oh, look at him. He got his perm. And you're like, when you think about it, you're like, yeah, but a perm, that's a woman's hair, dude. It's a woman's hair, dude. But he'll have a perm that looks like his aunt did his hair. Okay, let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. In gang culture, which is, has some suspect characteristics to a lot of femininity and reading rainbow shit, but in the 90s, ninjas would put their hair in, they would braid their hair like their little sister was going to camp. Snoop Dogg would do this. He would have his hair, and he would have his hair looking like he, his sister braided it. <laughs> right? And you're looking like, oh, that makes you tougher now. Obviously, it makes you tougher because if you're crazy enough to wear your sister's nine-year-old nine uh, braid hairdo, you're definitely uh, crazy enough to go out there and shoot someone. But a lot of gang dudes did that because a lot of dudes in jail did that, right? A lot of dudes in jail did that. They also wore sagging bands to show their booty to mark that they're, that they're marked by someone in the jail. And they were wearing barrettes and shit like this. And you're going, but that's a woman's hairdo. Oh, no, 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 no. He's a tough guy because he's a gang banger, banger, though. He's a gang member, see? He can wear a woman's hairdo. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Give you another example. The Jerry Curl. The Jerry Curl was not supposed to be for men. It was mostly for women, but of course, men saw it. They saw their auntie come back. Spraying so stay soft row. They saw their auntie come back with the Jerry Curl and was like, I want that too. And they would come back and they would have their Jerry Curl dripping and them ninjas would be like swinging their hair. <laughs> they come back swinging their hair like, like they auntie. And what we have to discover is much of that is related to single motherism. It is related to growing up around women. All right, <laughs> All right so here we go. Uh, let's see here. This is another, there's more examples of this. There's more examples of this. But here's an example here by a guy named Little Yachty. Little Yachty. Take, this is Little Yachty. I don't know if you know what he really looks like. He's been wearing oh, beads in his hair, and he's been wearing female hairdos for a long time. But this is a recent photo or video of this ninja. <laughs> All right. And he has a perm. All right, listen. All right. 
And, oh, is he not happy about this perm? He is happy as hell, and he's feeling like his auntie felt when she got her hair did. Let's go ahead and play the music. Yeah, you seeing this ninja? Yeah, young jock, James Brown. You're seeing this affinity to want to have your hair done. And it's mostly to look like your auntie or your mama. This ninja. Oh, my. Oh, my Lord. We done. We done. Not the bang gangs. The ba- look how he is. And listen, look how he's so happy. With the with, look how he's so happy. He looks like a lot of y'all's aunts, don't they? Mm. He looks like a lot of y'all ninjas aunties. Look at these ninjas. Look. <laughs> mm. Jesus, man, we done. Oh, the humanity. What did I tell you about identity crises? I told you about we are in an identity crisis. Women don't know who they are. Men don't know who they are. Jesus. Mm. Man, send it, man. We gone. <laughs> Not the bangangs. Hey, the beat was banging, but not the bangangs. Oh my goodness, Aunt Yachty. Yikes, man. We he got fingernail polish. Jesus. Not the My goodness, what we doing? No, not the bad The bad Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Send it. Yeah, we, hey man, listen. As much as I get on here with my map, the beat is banging. And the bang yangs, you know what I mean? But come on, man. It's like. I get on here. I'm just an old barbarian. You know what I mean? I was your old Neanderthal from the 1950s. Okay, where are we at now? We done swung way too far. We swung way too damn far with this shit. And y'all don't, this is why I know I'm going to be here for a long time. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a wrap, man. I'm telling you, man. We can't, how, how do we come back from this? Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, I forgot my banner. All right, I forgot my banner. And I don't have a long straggle and sniggle today, so. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, man. Uh, straggle and sniggle theater. I played this clip before, but uh, I realize a lot of people are new to my show. I might have to start playing old clips again. All right. All right. If you just knew here in 2021. All right. I'm going to play some old shit that I was playing back in 2019 and 18. All right. But here we go. My girlfriend wants me to be the jealous type. All right, let's play this video here. Let me see. You know what makes my girlfriend mad? That I'm not the jealous type. Isn't that what girls want? You probably have another girl, huh? Oh my God. I thought girls wanted a boyfriend to let them wear whatever they want. Show chichi, show nargas and everything. And now that I'm letting you wear whatever the fuck you want, you'll be here like you have a side home. Because I want you a little bit crazy. I want you to be like, you can't wear this even though I'm still gonna wear it. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) 
Yeah, um, yeah, this is a sad, that's a sad clip. Um, you know, it could be a skit. They have a YouTube channel together. But she's not, she's not that far off her rocker. That's what they actually want. So uh, there was video clips of this. Um, there's people that actually been showing you this, that um, a, a woman, you could be sitting on the couch, a woman comes down, she's dressed, ready to go, dressed like a whore. And then um, if the guy says, oh, okay, have a good night, she gets mad. Wait, what? You're not going to say nothing about what I'm wearing? No. I'm a secure man. My wife can wear whatever she wants. My girlfriend can wear whatever she wants. I'm a guy that's secure. She'll think something's wrong with you. Now, let's flip it. If you do that, you're controlling and insecure, and this is marks for an argument and reason for her to go out there and uh, duck sick that night, right? She's going to duck someone sick because she's like, oh, he did this and he said that. Now, you got to understand, in the mind of the woman, she has to shit test you. I did an episode on this uh, last week or this week. She has to shit test you. Everything she does is to shit test you to test where she is in a relationship. So this is just how they work. You have to accept it. I choose not to deal with this woman and not let them get to the shit testing. As soon as they get to the sick t- shit testing, I let them go because I'm because I don't have um I'm not attached to them. I'm like, oh, you starting to sit ch- shit test? I let them go. And let's play the video again now that you can have context. She's mad that he he's not telling her to not wear that. She's mad. She's like, what's wrong? You got you're cheating on me. And she confirms how crazy she is because. Listen to the laugh at the end. I'll go ahead and play the video one more time. You know what makes my girlfriend mad? That I'm not the jealous type. Isn't that what girls want? All right. Isn't that what girls want? That's what they say they want. But of course, if you're a secure guy like that, she might like it for, you know, because it'll come from a guy who's insecure, according to them. And then when you're secure, they'll love it. Oh, he never asked me anything. He never traces me. He never asked me where I go. He never asked me if I'm coming back. He never tells me what to wear. But that's going to wear down. Sooner or later, she's going to be like, I wonder why he doesn't care about me. Why doesn't he care? And look at her. She's like, yeah, that's what I want. However, I can't control you if you don't care. You probably have another girl, huh? Oh, all right. So she didn't answer it. She just went to you probably have another girl. And by the way, gentlemen, if you want a Latina, you're going to have to put up with this. I know Latinas are cute. They look like they smell uh, like... um. Uh, flowers and tacos. I know you think they're great and they're fabulous and they're loyal. I know you like that, but they're very abusive. They're very abusive. They're very territorial and they argue with your ass all the time. Now they do submit. So the, the good thing about them is that when they submit, they submit. All right. And they're always like little chihuahuas. They're like five feet, one, five, two curvy. They got the titty sitting right and the ass plumped up. They got all that going for them, but they 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 um they territorial and they crazy in bed. Yep, they be biting you, biting you, screech, scratching your back. <laughs> all right, they be getting you, man. Oh, they'll make you think you the love of their life. But they are bad. They they bet they abusive like this every day. Every day you got put up with this. He said they be messing with your mind. They be messing with your whole mind. Now, with me, I, I'm very um, I'm very indifferent with women across the board, so they can't get to me with this bullshit. But when you're young, they do shit like this. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. I thought girls wanted a boyfriend to let them wear whatever they want. Show chichi, show nalgas and everything. And now that I'm letting you wear whatever the fuck you want, you'll be here like you have a side home. Because I want you a little bit crazy. 
I want you a little bit crazy, Paco. I want you a little bit crazy. Why? Because she can match her energy. She wants you to blow up. Anytime she wants to blow up, she wants you to blow up. So y'all can go back and forth with this bullshit. But if you, she wants to blow up and you're not playing her little game, nah. She wants you to have a domestic violence night. Let's have a, let's have a night where I have to call the police at least once. Once a month. Once every quarter. I want you a little bit crazy. I want you a little bit, <laughs> bro. Hell no, man. All right, and so that way she can control your emotions. I want you a little bit crazy. This is crazy, man. This is nuts. And uh, you'll figure out how crazy she is. Listen to this. I want you to be like, you can't wear this even though I'm still going to wear it. <laughs> I want you to be like, you can't wear this even though I'm still going to wear it. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to the crazy laugh. Listen to the you know crazy what makes laugh. my girlfriend mad? The crazy laugh. <laughs> the crazy laugh at the end nailed it. Because she knows she's toying with you. And what's going on with her teeth? She looks like she's been in, grew up in New Mexico with all that damn silver in her mouth. I hope those are braces. God damn. All right, but uh, she's a keeper, isn't she? That crazy ass laugh. <laughs> she knows she's crazy as cash. Anyway, let's get to the super chats right there. That was Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, Straggle Sniggle Theater, hey, we back on this show. We got Anthony Anderson coming up, and uh, the evils that mom do is going to be right after that. Shout out to the Working Man Podcast. Shout out to you. He says, Coach, these divorce settlements get higher every year, like the NFL quarterback contracts, highest paid ex-wife, and coach gang for life. Man, I'm going to tell you, man. When you, when you hear Anthony Anderson, what he had to do, and, of course, people were defending it. Uh, when you see people defending these divorce settlements, guys, I don't know why you would say, Coach, but I want to get married one day. Now, I know why you would do it, but I'm just saying, you don't see that the system is so goddamn messed up. The contractor, shout out to you, morning coach coffee for see god allah let them burn let them burn let her at them let me at them all right mr albert says today's leading cause of divorce is getting married that is going to get you you ensure yourself to get divorced if you get married at least to a 70 percent rate mikey pressure putting pressure on them shout out to mikey blue chip g says what's up coach coach gang yang in the building shout out to you Trying. all right uh, Brown 310, thank you for being here. Nev Noel, 1 Corinthians 11 and 14, does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him. Shout out to you on that one. Interesting, though, uh, they always portray the European uh, Roman Catholic Jesus as to have long hair as well. All right, but um, I don't think he had that type of long hair as they characterize them in the 4th century, all right, to kind of sell uh, Christianity to the masses as they chop people's head off and burn books and burn down villages and crusaded and uh, they, they went across the world and colonialized it. Mm. Shout out to the Christians. It's been a while since I got on the Christian's neck. <laughs> all right, where the Christian's at? <laughs> where the... Christians, man, I listen, I love the Christians. They'd be like, no, Christianity spread because 
It's the word of God, and Jesus was a nice individual. That's not how it spread it. <laughs> they did not spread it like that. They spread it through terrorism. I mean, but. <laughs> they terrorized the world and gave people no choice. <laughs> but thank you to the white Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. And he probably, Jesus was a Middle Eastern, you know, the black people be like, he was black. Like, there's no such thing as black, but that's neither here nor there. He wasn't black. He probably was Northern African, at least Middle Eastern. And he tore shit up. Probably looked like Akbar. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yo. The Spanish helped a lot, too. The Spanish helped a lot. Speaking of, we were talking about the Spanish. Uh, the Spanish, you know, because people were talking about what the English people did, and they certainly did some crazy shit. But the English, compared to what the Spanish did, most of the Western Hemisphere speak Spanish. Nah, and they just black. The Catholics did it. Nah, man, come on, man. Why y'all listen? Listen, listen, listen. Don't, 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 don't separate. Don't separate. Y'all all Christians. This is like the Catholics did it. Y'all all under the. Y'all all under the same banner. But by the way, most of the Western Hemisphere speak Spanish. Spain was kicking some ass. Spain been kept, Spain was catching wreck, and nobody really gives no hell to Spain. Like the damn Western Hemisphere, almost everybody speaks Spanish. Speak Spanish. Anyway. The Christians are mad. Christians are mad. All right, y'all can get mad all y'all want. The history says so. Crusaders, conquistadors. The English, all of the English monarchs that switched the religions up like crazy. The Spanish Inquisition. All right, we got to stop with the bullshit. Well, that, was, that, was the, that was the Presbyterians. That was the Presbyterians. All right, here we go. Look, if you take the Western Hemisphere, almost everybody speaks Spanish. <laughs> All right, so Spain actually, and dude, Spain had the lockdown on the whole continent, the North American continent. They had it on lock until French, the French sold out. All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get in here, brothers. All right, anyway. Where are we at here? It was the it was the Southern Baptists. It wasn't us. Stop. Stop. They don't section it out like that. Anyway. <laughs> there we go. It was the conquistadors at the end of the day. All right, anyway. They're just always trying to protect their shit. Just take the L. Hey man, why can't nobody take the L? Yeah, English is the most spoken language in the world. Yes. From 1940 and on. From 1940 and on, people got some short memories. It wasn't the case until after World War II. Before World War II, not so much. You couldn't barely communicate with the whole damn world. After World War II, that changed. Now, look at the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> look at the Western Hemisphere, and almost all of it speaks Spanish. From North America to Central America, all the way down to South America, 
Spanish is spoken widely, even in the Caribbeans, Spanish. <laughs> so anyway, all right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to these people here. I love to get you off with some blue chips and a little bit of drunk history. Ninjas don't read. They don't. <laughs> here we go right here. When we dropped the bomb on Nagasaki, I think people said we need to speak English. I think that was the turning point. That was the turning point. They was like, them ninjas is dropping nuke bombs. They got books. They was like, all right, we need to figure out what the hell these ninjas talking about. All right, here we go right here. Nuke bomb. Before that, everybody was about to be speaking German. But uh, mm. <laughs> right here, right here. when money's involved, they like, all right, what these ninjas talking about? Money. Bombs. I need to know. All right, anyway. <laughs> right, here we go right here. All right. Ninjas got a real, a real sense of we need to know what these ninjas is doing. All right, anyway, here we go right here. Shout out to uh double AAA Ron. We in the building. We just having fun too, man. Listen, we haven't drunk history. It don't all have to be accurate. It has to just be funny over here. All right. Ninjas like the accuracy of your no 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 no. No, no, no. We just, we just make it so that you ninjas can get it because you. <laughs> and we about to all be speaking Mandarin in the next 100 years. So get your brush up on your Mandarin. That's how fast it changes. That's how fast it changes. People going to be like, people going to be like, hey, we used to speak English. Hey, the world used to speak English. Just like the entire Western Hemisphere, almost all of it speaks Spanish. In about 100 years, we'll all be speaking Mandarin. All right, anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. Shout out to uh, Kevin Sullivan, coach. Good morning, coach and the coach gang. I fell asleep with your coach stream playing, and I woke up saying that peace leave boiling. All right. Shout out to the train yang gang. Yeah. Train yang. Or Russian. It, we don't know. Yes, we, we don't know. We don't know which one of these languages we're going to be speaking. But, uh, hey, tell me this. Tell me this. What what language do you think America will be speaking in the next 100 years? Look, take a look. This is how fast it changes. Right here. Yeah. What language do you think most Americans will be speaking in the next 100 years? Take a good look. I don't think it'll be English. English and English will not be a priority going forward. And uh, English will probably be the least spoken language like required language to know you might want to know some Spanish ninja, right? You, you might, you might brush up on Spanish. All right. Ninja coming across the border. Cause these, I guarantee you, they don't know no English. English is the most common language worldwide. Not with these people. Get your Spanglish together, ninja. <laughs> right. Cause the signs on the freeway going to be in English and Spanglish. <laughs> Mm. all right good luck with your english you better learn some spanish right here here we go fam and that's gonna be all across america not just california all right anyway <laughs> all right what we got here man we having fun don't don't take it as offense what i'm saying here we just having fun all right, what do we at here? Shout out to Jacob says, shout out to the realists in the sphere. Hitting 90K, it only took us a year. 
<laughs> All right, but shout out to you. I appreciate those. It's going to take us another year to get the next $10,000. I mean, 10,000 subscribers. All right, man, what a world we live in, man. What a world. I mean, the world can change. It can pivot on the drop of a hat. So don't get too comfortable, Ninja. Don't get too comfortable. Tony Johnson, pause. He says, lifestyle modification. I need that belly deli. Oh, man, 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 man. It's barbecue in there. Indeed. And then somebody said, you need to speak coding as well. Robot, AI. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what do we got going on? I think I have some more. Mr. At the Grains. Mr. At the Grains said, not the bangangs. The bangangs. He says, this got to be the new Reading Rainbow clip. Yeah, I know. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure that that's not going to give me a censor. They're not having me censor that one right there. Daniel McGee, thanks for introducing me to this lifestyle Free agent lifestyle for life. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, do you know Python? You don't know Python? Well, you don't know a job. All right. By the way, Money Mindset Group on Sundays, we had a stream related to coding. And we had a brother present coding to us. He did a great job. And he talked about all of the coding, how you can learn it, how you can learn it for free paying for courses to learn it. You're going to need to know how to code. If you don't know how to code, it's kind of like learning how to create websites back in the day, right? Back in the, like the early 2000s, people that knew HTML, they were worth their grant. They were worth their weight and salt. Like they, they literally could say and call their own price, right? And then I learned HTML by, um, actually I had a guy build a website for me back in 2003, 2004 and uh it was a guy it was a young guy young cat he was like 20 years old hustling he had a bmw i remember now and i knew that guy since he was a kid so to see him do that and be making a ton of money at his age it was crazy but then what happened was he was like look because i would call him to make an adjustment and i would say and he would say look man just just go to the back area of the website and all the html you can make all the changes you want and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, you can make all the changes. He was like, you just have to know what to type into the HTML code. And I was like, wow. And then I learned how to do it. It was crazy. It was crazy to be able to make that adjustment in the coding, put your backslashes, your brackets, change the color by using color, you know, the color keys. And then it'll show up on your website and you'd be like, damn. Um. HTML is simple, is easy. There's a lot of people who completely miss HTML. So now when you get to coding, it's going to be kind of like, well, it's going to be weird. You missed it. You missed it. But you can still learn. And there are men and women learning Python and coding now. And they're in their 50s. They're in their 50s making this transition because they know in order to stay employed in the next 15 years, you're going to have to learn how to code at some point. If you don't have any of this information, you're kind of going to kind of be left behind. You're not going to be able to advance as the technology is advancing. So my websites and any of these things, this is why it's easy for me to do all of this stuff. You can't see what I'm doing on this end, but on Money Mindset, I show you. I'm not intimidated by this because I actually can be like, okay, this needs that, that needs this, that needs to correct 
But a lot of people would be like, I want to be a streamer, but you don't know how to set up. You don't know how to fire up a stream. And then you need sound effects and to connect all these boards. That's what prevents people from going and advancing. So now everything is complicated to start this, or you'll do it and take the easy route. All right, I'll just press live on YouTube. And then you're sitting there, no sound effect, no sound of board, no, you're just sitting there. It's crazy. So advance, make your advancements. That's a blue chip. That's a blue chip. And it just don't want it to hit, you know? Yeah, learning MySpace. Yeah, learning, I think MySpace, you can make an adjustments through HTML. All right, and so that taught a lot of people to be comfortable coding in the backside and then seeing how the adjustments made. If you're doing Yahoo small business website templates, what is the template? They had another template, uh, Squarespace, something like that. I'll just do the Squarespace templates. Well, you're limited. You're limited. You're just going to be limited, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you're limited in creativity. You're limited at how far as you can go. But you can get it done, but it is what it is. Not only that, one more thing. You can also teach people this. This is what the other people don't know. The earlier you learn it, the, the sooner you can teach it to people who need to learn it when they jump on late. Mm. Get going, man. Get going. This is real, real deal in the field. Let's get to Anthony Anderson. For those who were scared of marriage, for those who were scared of marriage, check this out. Blackest star, blackish star, Anthony Anderson, to pay ex-wife Alvina $4 million lump sum in divorce settlement. Okay. Okay. Let's break this down. Uh, I covered this divorce already. And uh, what we discovered was in this situation here, uh, Anthony Anderson had been married to her, this woman for uh, her name is Alvina, Alvina, for at least 20 years. They actually broke it off halfway through the marriage, but they had young children. And um, when the, about time they broke it off, there were rumors of him being, you know, infidelity and they broke it off. I think she, I think she filed for divorce, if I'm not mistaken. And she filed for the divorce, and then um, they reconciled. But I think the reconciliation probably had to do with keeping the family together and staying for the kids. He said, mm, I'm going to work it out, and she came back. Or she probably came back and said, I, I won't leave now. But at that time that the divorce was filed, Anthony Anderson was not making that much money. He wasn't making the money he is today. Now, he was acting. He's been acting since he was uh, in his late teens, early 20s. But most of his roles were supporting roles, right? You know, fourth person. They were never the starring role. Then he became a star somewhat after the reconciliation, somewhere around that time, to where he had several seasons of Blackish under his belt by the time they get to the second filing of the divorce. So essentially, she reset the clock. She reset the clock. Or she kept the clock going and that now everything becomes still community property. They did not go forward with the full divorce. Now, my, the reason why I showed you this when I talked about this particular situation, and these are the only ones we have to go off of, I always tell the guy, um, 
go through the full divorce. If somebody files for divorce, go through the full divorce, then you stop the clock. Then if you want to reconcile, you can remarry after that. Then you restart the clock. Because if he would have went to the full divorce, what would have happened was they would have settled. That settlement payment would have happened then and there. And that settlement would have been for way far less at that point. Now, there's no incentive to get remarried again because now you got the divorce and to come back in and remarry again would seem foolish. You would be like, well, no, we already had the divorce money. We already parted ways. We could stay together, but we'll never marry again if you want to stay together. So you don't have a divorce filed and then come back and then say, oh, let's just work it out. No, just, just go through the whole thing. This is my advice. Just go through the whole divorce and then come back if you want to come back. Now, what happened was 20 years, 10 years later, he's at his peak income, which is what we also tell men as well. What you don't understand as a man, whether you're married or single, is that your income probably will go up. There's a high probability of your income going up. And it's just the natural course. If you're married, your income will go up excessively because of the need to keep the income, pay for the kids, support the family. And when you're 20, you don't think about this. You're making $35,000, $40,000 working with your, you know, as a part-time security guard at Best Buy. You got your yellow shirt on and you're saying hi to everybody coming through the door, acting like you're greeting me or you're just giving me the once over to see if I'm going to steal something. So when you're looking at marrying your hyena, your princess, you're making 35K at Best Buy and you're going, well, I don't have anything, so I don't need a prenup. I don't need protection. It's no big deal. But you don't realize in 20 years, your income will triple, quadruple, or even quintuple by that point. If that's a word. Can you get a postnup? Why would you want it? Why would a woman sign a postnup? You can get one, but the, you're basically telling the woman, hey, I realize I'm in up shit's creek if you divorce me. Thus, you have significant leverage and options. Now, in order for me to go forward and not get screwed in the divorce, will you sign these papers? <laughs> now, you can do it. Good luck. I mean, one out of one million women are going to do some stupid shit like that. Right. What woman's going to go? Yes, I love you. I realize I have an advantage over you and I got you by the balls. Yeah, I'll sign my rights away. What woman going to do some stupid shit like that as she watch your income quadruple quintuple? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would she do that? Why would she do that? You have no leverage. You're basically going, oh, you can fuck me up uh, here. <laughs> here we go right here. So. Here's the thing. Anthony Anderson in his 20s was worth not much. In his late 40s, he's worth way more. <laughs> he's worth way more. And that's where you get screwed because men don't understand that, man, I really jacked up here by going making more money. I made way more money. Now I'm more vulnerable. Every man's going to make more money. Now let's get to this one here. Some people are saying this, and I'm going to go to the Instagram comments, and I'm going to tell you why he has to pay $4 million lump sum. Anybody know what his net worth is? All right. I'm going to tell you why, what that payment is. 
Let me see if I can pull up his net worth. And of course, his internet net worth. So take it with a grain of salt, as we say. Uh, they're saying nine mil. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million is is his net worth. Now, let's go back because there are a lot of people saying, "Well, she deserves it. She earned it." All right. She earned it. Now, I don't understand that, but we'll get to it. They're like, well, she had his baby. She's stuck in there for 20 years. She deserves her. Like, no. <laughs> Ninja, go get a job. All right, this is equality. This ain't no earn it. You don't earn. What did the man earn, Ninja? <laughs> the man earned the right just to pay off, trick off someone. What? All right, but people think like this. This is why I can't. This is why you need to be cautious about marrying. Just because people think like that. Well, she put in her time, she paid her dues, and she earned it. She put in her 20 years like she went to prison for the shit. Earned it. That ain't no earn it, Ninja. That means you were paying your wife the entire time, and that's the end lumps. Again, you either pay on the front end or the back end. Is that what is that what we're doing? Back end payments? Okay, does he still get to have sex with her? He earned it. He earned it. He's paying for it. Does he still get to have sex with her? Because he put in his 20 years. Hey, uh, come on over and have sex. I earned it. <laughs> right? Come on, man. This shit, is, this shit is dumb. And if it was a man, nobody would say, well, he put in his 20 years. He earned it. She paid her dues. <laughs> it's some, this is like the goofy stuff that you have to deal with. It's normie. It's normie conversation. But why does he have to pay $4 million up front? Oh, by the way, that's not the only payment. He also has to pay $20,000 per month. So in addition to the $4 million, addition to the $4 million, he also has to continue to pay $20,000 a month in spousal support. Did she earn that? Anyone? She earned it. She put her doom. This is just called the equalization payment. So let's educate men. And, and, and I'm important in this space because I'm giving you information that nobody, well, people give it, but nobody's giving this to you. Nobody's sitting young men in class like, all right, let's talk about what, let's talk about what you're going to make in 20 years. Let's talk about the public opinion saying she's earned it. Let's talk about men pay up front or on the back end. Let's talk about child support. Nobody's telling men these things. Nobody's having courses. And even if I went to a school and I said, let me educate the young men on child support system, they would not do it. Mm. Let me educate the men on the possibility of divorce and how this is going to impact you in 20 years. Nobody does it. But, oh, the women are getting this education from their big mama, from their single mammy, their aunt, their girlfriends. They watching the blogs. They like, girl, did you hear? They in the salon, the barbershop, they, where, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, and they're schooling each other on how to do this shit. Now, when men come on the internet and try to school men, it's even men that will stop us from schooling other men. Oh, well, you just heard. Wait a minute. What does that have to do with me telling other men what could happen? Because then when it happens to you, you ninjas be like, well, coach, can I get a posting up? <laughs> These are the questions we want to ask. We want to get these questions up front. Yeah, a posting up sounds good. Some people can pull it off. Why would a woman do it when she knows what you're trying to do? You see what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. 
I'm just giving you info. You do with it what you may, but it's better than not having the info. But it's always men trying to stop us from giving other men this info. Think about how crazy this shit is. Now, why does he have to pay her $4 million lump sum? Okay. All right. He's worth in the neighborhood of 20 to $25 million. Now, this is a settlement called the equalization payment. The equalization payment, essentially, just to dumb it down for you, is when you're married. This is um, probably a California divorce. When you're married, uh, once you marry, everything that you accumulate during the marriage, everything that you accumulate during the marriage is community property, especially in California. When you, if you divorce, whatever you got from the day you married to the day you separated will be divvied up equally. There will be an equal distribution of the assets. And sometimes the debt, but that's the debt is all wrapped up into this equalization payment. So what they're saying is, since you guys are splitting, let's take the marital assets and see where everything is. We got three houses over here, five cars. You guys got this. You guys got property, investment accounts, retirement, pension, whatever they want to grab as an asset. Then what they'll do is say, we're going to split it down the middle. Now, most of the time, the male is going to have the bigger chunk. Because he earned more. Now, the equalization payment does not take into consideration how much anyone paid into the purchasing of the assets. For instance, if the male is the prime earner, which in many cases he is, most of the money that is bought the assets was came from the male's earnings. In this case, we're just going to assume she didn't work. So everything that they bought, he worked for, right? He worked for it. He got his check and then they bought stuff and they agreed on it. So she really didn't have to put down. This is just theoretically. She didn't put down any down payments. The down payments came from him. So he paid. He bought the cars. He bought the houses, he bought the vacations, he bought the diamond rings, he bought the jewelry, he bought, you see what I mean? It came from his earnings. He did the work, she sat home, or she took care of the kids, she did what she was supposed to do, but the earnings, this is why women want control of their money, just by the way. The earnings were his, so he paid already, but it was marital assets when he earned it. So that money is a marital asset, then everything that was bought would be a marital asset, despite the fact that she put in no dollars. Now, she played a role. Her role was the child rear, stay-at-home mom, help him go earn that money. So she did put in something, which is we call equity, sweat equity, time, child rearing. Now, she could have did a shitty job at it or cheated on him. It's still going to work out the same. It doesn't matter. Now, in this rumor, he was supposed to be the one having the affairs. Now, watch this. When they get to court, they say all of the things bought as marital assets with marital money gets divvied up. Now, remember, he already paid full price for everything and she paid zero. She put in her time, but she paid zero dollars. So he's paying twice. He's going to pay twice. He paid for the original then when you divvy up the assets, he's going to pay half again. This is why people say, no, 
you don't you don't pay half. You pay almost 75% in a divorce. You don't pay half because most of the time you pay twice. And everything you bought does not count. They never say, well, during the marriage, I bought a computer. During the marriage, I bought her a bike. During the marriage, I bought her dresses. During the marriage, I bought, they don't care what you bought with the marital assets, only if it's still going to be divvied up. So, But they don't divvy up dresses and computers and bikes. They divvy up property, real property, savings, equity. They, that's what they divvy up. So that at that point, now they say, since you guys are splitting, we're going to split the marital assets down the middle. But because you have a higher income and there's more on your side, uh, because you have more over here that you brought in before the marriage, you owe her this lump sum, which they call an equalization payment. And you'll see that in here. You owe her to equalize the split. You guys are splitting, but you guys have to split equally. But you're going to have this, and now you owe her that. For instance, he could have kept three cars, two houses. She could only kept one. But only because she only kept one, you still have to equalize her. Now, this is where it gets weird, right? This is where it gets weird because in this, we do have women being equal. Some women decide to be mothers. Some women decide to go to work. But because you split, you're forever going to have to be seen as equal to her, even after you split, right? So the courts, whether you like it or not, they want to see you guys as equal because they don't want a father to leave the family, leave her in poverty, and you live in a castle. Therefore, it would be unfair. She divorces you and loses. She's in poverty. But then when the kids are with her or even adult kids go to the mom's house, they see her living in squalor. Then on your side, they see you living on the mansion at the top of the hill. They don't want that going on because otherwise women will be beholden to the government and the state. They'll be on welfare in no time flat. But this is where you have to talk to women and say, ladies, you're going to be screwed whether you like it or not. I don't care if the court equalizes this. You're still going to be in poverty at the end of the day. And for anybody thinking about why are we thinking about these millionaires going through this, guys, this is even worse because they'll be like, well, these guys worrying about this only make $50,000 a year. These things are never going to happen to them. And I say that's not true. When you make $50,000 a year, this is even worse. Because what will happen is you make 50K, but 35K will go to the wife in the form of small alimony, small child support, and you'll be living in your car. Now, Anthony Anderson obviously is not going to end in a, living in his car. He's going to be fine. He'll cut the check. I'm sure it'll be painful. And he'll have to figure out, okay, I got to go back to work and, and that type of thing. But men, when you make less income, this thing is still done to you. It's still done to you because you lose 65, 70% of 50K. Yeah, because you, you get your 50K taxed. Then pre-tax money goes to the ex-wife, either through alimony and child support. You lose through equalization, community property. You lose it. 
You're going to have to sell your house. Or you're going to have to have her live in the house and you pay the mortgage. Or she lives in the house and tries to pay the mortgage. So you lost all of that. Then you're over here with $15,000 cash to live off on. So it's actually worse if you, if you make less money. This, this is worse when you let, make less money. Okay. Now, going back, let's read, let's read what we got here. All right, it says right here, Blackest star Anthony Anderson to pay ex-wife $4 million lump sum in divorce settlement. And they settled, it sound like. And he agrees to pay ex-wife $4 million as part of a divorce settlement. This settlement marks the end of a seven-month battle in court. So he lost more than $4 million, guys. He probably lost $4 million. He probably lost probably a couple hundred thousand dollars in lawyer's fees. All right. So that's probably what he saw bleeding. He was going to lose anyway. And he probably didn't want her to, you know, write a tell-all book. And, uh, yeah, he agreed to pay her off. According to court documents obtained by the blast, the Blackest Star will pay a one-time equalization payment. There it is. Equalization payment. That's considering debts. That's considering all assets. They come up with the number. They subtract. They, they draw a line at the bottom, and they'll say, hey, this is what will equalize both as separating, as they separate. $4 million lump sum. All right, um, and it says right here, totaling $4 million. In addition, in addition to the one-time payment, Anthony agrees to pay ex-wife a massive amount in monthly spousal support. And in California, this could be somewhat lifetime. All right, so now let's get to the spousal support. Anthony Anderson will pay $20,000 a month in spousal support. Okay, it says right here he'll have to fork over $20,000 every month to ex-wife Alvina per the divorce judgment, but he could be paying even more depending on how his career is going. So he got the Hulk Hogan. He got the Hulk Hogan. So she's probably going to earn more if, if um, he actually um, makes more money. According to the docs, Anthony will pay $20,000 as a base amount, and that number will go up if he grosses annually earnings wait if he grosses if his gross annual earnings go over two million in that case he'll play an additional 20 percent on his income yikes yikes this ninja got he got the shaft he got the hulk hogan so in this situation you can clearly see this is more than 50 he lost what did they say this is close to he lost half he did not lose half this ninja about to lose 70%. All right, this is the 70%. All right, if you will. Uh, Halle Berry also had this in her, in her, in her um, divorce or her child support as well. So remember, this has nothing to do with male versus female, but it does have to do male with female if the woman says, I want my man to have $100,000 a year. I want my man to make $500,000. So you see where... A, a normal average woman wanting a man that makes above and beyond the average male, how that could be dangerous for you. So even when you start earning that, you better figure out real fast that she wins real crazy. If you mate with her, if you marry her, she works at Wendy's and you're like, damn, you fine working at Wendy's and you make $400,000 a year. You see how in the end you're going to get raped. All right, in the end, 
So if his income goes over gross, Ninja gross. Oh, Jesus. If he grosses over $2 million, that's not netting. Gross. Know the difference between gross and net. And he'll probably gross that for the next couple of years, but they have a writer strike, so maybe not. But this does, this is so, this is where I say this, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of nuance here. Everybody knows that word now. There's a lot of nuance here. But you would see why a man like him would not go to work. You would see why a man like him would not go to work. This is the same as dudes that are on child support. They're on child support for a kid that's 10 years old. He knows for the next eight years or the next 10 years, the ex-girlfriend, the baby mama, the ex-wife can take him back to child support if his income goes up. And so what he'll do is he'll say, I won't work. I won't post on social media. I won't travel. I won't buy the car that I want. I won't live my life. I won't get a girlfriend. I'll go because he's de-incentivized to work. The more he works and the more his income goes up, the more he's going to get hammered. Now, I don't want you to think like that because there's a lot of compound interest and compound earnings that you're going to miss out on. By delaying your life for 10 years, it ain't worth it. Just pay her the goddamn money and move on. Because what you're doing is you don't realize by not working for 10 years how to affect your next 10 years. You cannot give up 10 years of work. Because that, that 10 years of work could have led to a better 20 years. Just get your money and move the F on. But somebody says, if I don't want to work, that's my business. For real, I'm just, tell, I'm just saying long term is not a good idea. Short term, it makes sense. But I'm just saying, man, uh, at some particular point, you're trying to beat the system, but the system will get you back. All right, the system is definitely going to get you back in the end. So as you can see, would you want to be this guy? Yeah, this is socialism in plain sight. It's simply socialism. And the only reason she can do this, there's two reasons why she can do this. Number one, he married her. Number two, he had kids with her. That is the only reason. That is the only reason that she can do this. Somebody said, just get an LLC and pay yourself. I mean, listen, that will work for you, but not a lot of people can do that. Anthony Anderson can't do that. He can't do that. There's a lot of people that they have to earn their money through W-2 or 1099. And no, a lot of these companies are not going to pay you through your business. So, yeah, it seems simple, but it's not that simple. Okay. It's not just all you have to do is Anthony Anderson can't go to the and Oh, by the way, she has enough money to go find. There was another woman that did this where she went after companies. Who was it? She went after companies that paid her husband through the LLC. And it was like an actor or a basketball player. I can't remember who it was. But she said, guys, the courts know this. They already know this. They know that's what you're doing. So what they'll do is they'll go after that. I can't remember who the wife was, but there was a wife doing that. They were like, hey, they're paying him, and he got him to pay this company instead of through his Social Security. All right, so they, they'll figure it out. And trust me, the judges, where's the judges at? These people know the tricks. All right. They know these tricks. So whatever trick that you're doing, yeah, it sounds nice, but still they're going to go through discovery. 
All right. So when you go walk into court, it's not like you're going to drop it like a grenade and they're going to fold. What they'll do is say, no, let's dig into his life. Let's hire a forensic accountant. Let's trace his shit. All right, so don't think that they're going to just fold and go, oh, no, he has an LLC and he pays himself. <laughs> All right, now, some people will get away with it, but they know the trick. It was a Gary Owens wife. Yeah. So, yeah, just just know, man, it's not the thing. It's not like you spray raid on roaches and then they just fall over when you do that. They literally just go, oh, OK, well. Come back in five months after we put the private investigator on your ass. <laughs> right? They're going to have somebody watching Anthony Anderson's live streams. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. Okay. Just giving you information. I'm not trying to argue here. But don't think that this they're just going to fall over. All right, when you do that. They're just going to say, okay, he's trying to do that. Let's, let's get that. This <laughs> is like Scooby-Doo. All right, so uh, anyway. Oh, yes, it was most deaths wife. Yeah, most deaf's wife did that. Exactly it. So, um, most deaf is the rapper. His baby mama or ex-wife did exactly that. So instead of going after most deaf, she went after Live Nation. She went after the concert. She went after the concert people. And she went in there and, and made them open their books. And she was like, How are you paying most deaf? So I'm telling you, man, they got an see, they got a massive incentive to do this shit. Why? In their mind, it's free money. It's free money. They're like, look, if I pay $5,000 to make this happen, I can get $20,000 a month. Okay? So just know, man, to, to keep this charade up, it's actually going to distract you more than it is. Just keep earning your money, ninja. Just, just keep earning your money. And if they figure it out, they figure it out. If they don't, they don't. All right, so here's, we, here's what we got. It says, in other words, the more money Anthony makes, the more... He's got a shell out to Alvina. That's how spousal support works. But he's not walking out of the marriage empty-handed. The docs say that Anthony gets to keep their property in Encino, a 2004 Range Rover, and she gets a 2022 Mazda in their house in Houston. They also have a cemetery plot at the Inglewood Park Cemetery, which they'll be selling and splitting the proceeds. Oh, my goodness, Jesus. Man, I'm going to tell you, man, women get petty in divorces. Shout out to Henry Resilient. Women get petty in divorces. When you're getting divorced, they be pulling up knives and blenders and towels, and they be counting. And check this out. And you were just wanting to get it over with. And they were like, I got a 2022 Mazda, a, two, a 2004 Range Rover, fam. A 04 Range Rover Ninja. And then she says, oh, and he has my Glock 19. He needs to give it back. So they're going to make Anthony Anderson give up or not give up, return her Glock 19. But what he has to do is he has returned it to law enforcement within 30 days. Ninja. They childish as fuck. They childish as fuck. You guys don't understand women at all. When it comes down to this divorce shit, they be out here saying, okay, and he has two toothpicks. He got three boxers. I want that back. We got pots and pans, forks and knives. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to die alone. 
04 Range Rover, Ninja. You got the nerve to put a 04, a 20-year-old Range Rover. Man, that, it ain't worth shit. But, of course, you can keep that. Mm. <laughs> An 04 Range Rover. God damn. All right. Uh, anyway, man, so, uh, look, that was just to show you how petty things go. Now, Anthony Anderson, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, he was making $100,000 on Blackish. I don't know what he's making. He was making $100,000 per episode. I don't know how many episodes you can make in a month. Okay. I would assume multiple. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes they had. Um, that sounds like he was making in the area of a million a year. Because there's only like 16 episodes. Plus there's commercials and he was on Campbell Soup. So all of that stuff adds up. Every time he works a portion of those proceeds upwards to 20 to maybe 50% of those proceeds are going to be turned over to his wife. Now here's the worst part of it. Here's the worst part of it. When he stops working, he still has this order, mm. right? When he stops working, he still got the pay. So everybody's only thinking about, Oh, well he can afford it. Well, he's not working right now. There's a writer strike. So there's no income coming in, but there's also income going out, right? There's, there's income going out in the, term, in the form of the $4 million lump sum plus the $20,000 a month. So there's income going out. I mean, there's income or savings going out. Now, what happens in 10 years? What happens in 10 years? What happens in 20, 20 years when he's not making that much money? I hope he is, and I hope he saves, but it's going to be hard to save if you're paying 20%, 30% of your income to your ex-wife, it's going to be hard. This is what's going to be hard uh, for Jeezy. Yeah, if they go through the divorce now and they, he has to pay child support and the child support is obscene, it, he'll easy say, I'll write the check. But we're talking about 17 years. We're talking about when Jeezy's 62, 61, 59 is he making albums then? Probably not. Is he still relevant in the industry? Possible? Not probable. Is he still making records and writing books? Not likely. So by the time everybody forgets about the child support and the alimony, Jeezy's reality is going to hit five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. He ain't getting out of it. So now he's got to find a way to continue these obscene payments and we don't forgot about the whole thing. See, this is what we're talking about. This is how it ends for you. Then you're 50 years old, broke. Then you're 60 years old, broke. This is why Robin Williams decided to check the hell out. He was like, right? He decided, Robin Williams decided, you know what? I'm checking the hell out of here. Right, there ain't no way I can't keep up. He called alimony all the money. He had two ex-wives on alimony and was about to have a third ex-wife, and he was like, and um, Robert De Niro said the same thing. He was like, look, the only reason I'm taking these jobs is to keep up paying for my wife and ex-wife. Robin Williams, who was an Academy Award-winning actor, was on TV shows, which back then was a demotion. It was a demotion. So he was like, I'm embarrassing myself out here because I got to act to pay off these ex-wives. So 
they're continuing to work. And Robert Nero was like, I got to keep working just to pay this bitch. So Robin Williams was like, all right. The Green Ranger was like, now you don't think that you don't think that, hey, man, in 10 years, I'm not going to be worth this much. In 10 years, I can't put out another album. In 10 years, I can't make another hit show. You would hope. But that's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. But what is guaranteed is that court order. That's in black and white. And no, you're not taking her back to reduce it. Good luck with that. That is a pipe dream. Okay. (laughs) That's a pipe dream. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, judge, I ain't making the money like I thought I was. Just letting you know, man, this is a big, big game. And I'm here to school y'all ninjas of what's going on, man. Because nobody, 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 maybe a few people are telling you this. All right, this ain't no game. All right, let me get to the Super Chats. And I think I have, we're getting closer to the main event. But do me a favor, hit that like button. We should have 1,000 likes. Okay, we should have a, we should have 1,000 likes and we're very close to it. But we need like 120 people to get us to 1,000. Yeah, so I'll update the Discord link after the show. All right, so we can get in there. All right, anyway. And nobody can dispute what I'm telling you because this doesn't come from hate. This comes from love. I'm trying to make y'all ninjas love yourself enough not to do no stupid shit like this. And the worst, the other dumbest shit that, that the dumbest shit that you could do, that is if you're a man in your 40s and you decide to go this path, you a dumb jackass. You a dumb, you are a jackass. You're stupid because you made it to this point. Now you're 45 and you're like, well, I will settle down now so I don't die alone. Ninja, man, I mean, listen, let's just say you get married and you're 45 and then you get married and then then it ends in a divorce, which is highly probable. Like it's probably going to happen. 70% chance it happens. And there's a child involved. You're literally going to be paying child support until your mid 60s. Ninja, mm. mid 60s on child support. What? And some alimony, man, please. And you didn't get no prenup? What the fuck? And you talking about saving for college? Oh, my God. I told myself I would refuse because I saw my, I I look at my life. I kind of try to look my shit out forward, right, right? Let me look at my life out forward. And I got to a certain age and I said, you know what? This would be a huge risk to remarry and get more kids. That would be huge because I'll be in my 60s paying child support. And I said, no, 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 no. Mm. I was like, that can't happen. That right there can't happen. So when people say you should date women in their 30s, in their 40s, between 30 and 40, because they're age appropriate, the problem with that is those women also want to get married. Those women also want to settle down. Those women also got baby rabies. Those women also thinking about having another kid. To me, that's a dangerous age. Those women are way far more dangerous to me than young women. I'll take the younger women all day long. It's not just because the women 30 to 40 hit the wall. It's because those women most likely want to get married in six months. They most likely thinking about having their first kid or another kid. Before, 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 uh, before uh, their eggs rot out. So 30 
to me, 30 to 40, 30 to 42 is no-go zone for me. No-go. Yep, that's no-go. They're going to be putting a pressure on. Well, I need to be honest, and I want to get married again, and I want to mm, make it right. I want to have a, one more kid, maybe two. Nope, nope. I'll take the youngins. I'll avoid that whole group. <laughs> and that's going to be their second marriage more than likely. And possibly they're bringing in another man's kid. So I'm 45. My kids are adults or just about to be adults. What the do I want an eight-year-old nappy edit, snotty-nosed kids in my house? What do I want some old 12-year-old girl in my house for? Why do I want to take care of their Why? Why do I want to pay their way through life? At 47, why do I want to get with her and she's 32 with two kids? What the fuck I want to do with being around them? Like, why? And then possibly have another baby? So now I'm paying 20? Please. That shit is just crazy. That's To me, that's psycho. So I'll be at the junior college. <laughs> the junior college looks fantastic to me. All right, 18 to 28. There we go. Call me a metaphile. But for me, <laughs> for me, that's the safest zone. And then don't even go over 40. Don't even go over 42. That would be dumbass and ridiculous. What, what, what could she even do for me at that age? All right, shout out to Jones G. He says the podcast, God Saving Lives and Wallets Globally. Protect your wallets, gentlemen. This is not a game. You think love is free? You think love is free? Love costs. I'm getting to it, Ninja. I'm getting to it. <laughs> All right, come on. Let me cook. Where are we at here? Soldier for God. Where are we at? Soldier for God says Jesus never got married. If you plan to ask, what would Jesus do? Facts. Facts. Jesus was never married. Coach Sipping Jamba Juice says, as part of the NWO, AI going to take over all those coding jobs, the way of the future is learning to make bank, uh, bank despite AI's existence. And I'm far ahead. Shout out to you. I, shout out to you, man. Yeah, that's going to be it. You guys going to be uh, money. Money does not buy happiness. Money buys freedom. That's my philosophy. All right. And so it's more, more you have, the more freedom you have. This ninja just barely. Okay. All right. Um, here we go here. We got, let me see, one, two. Jacob says, shout out to the realist in the sphere hitting 70,000 subs. 70,000. No, it's 90,000. My bad. 90,000. Uh, shout out. <laughs> Is this what you wanted? That's why you pointed me to read your PayPal? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm Lifestyle modification. I need the belly deli, bro. All right, going to get you a fat country girl. Get you a fat country girl, man. All right. Ty says your new intro title, The Unbinder, The Bind Fixer. Indeed, The Unbinder. I'm The Bind Fixer. Oh, that girl has a boyfriend, by the way, from yesterday. All right, what do we have here? DGEPB, damn coach, five years strong. Keep up the energy. Keep up the message. Love everything you're doing for the community. This community, not the community. He says free agent lifestyle for life, and that's a co-sponsorship. Shout out to Macaroni Tony, man. It's scary how accurate you are. 
I currently or constantly have to fight to urge to holler at a Burger King drive through baddie. He says something, something about these fast food straggles make me weak. Well, because you, you know, I, I find myself doing that too. Because men, we don't have much of a criteria for a woman. She simply just has to be. And now, the older you are, she just has to be. All right? For a man, she doesn't have to be anything but her. This is why when they say they're the table, they have, they're somewhat right. So this woman could be working at Subway, Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, Jamba Juice. You will holler at that woman. You're going to holler at that woman. And she's going to be halfway ugly and somewhat buck tooth and cockeyed. But you know you could change her life right now. You'll be like, girl, man, you got to work this job? <laughs> I know you need me, bitch. <laughs> there ain't no way you can turn me down. I can change your life right now because you know good and damn well she had to decide whether to wash dishes or take a shower. You know, sure, damn well, she had to pay her electric bill or pay for gas to get to work. You know, sure and damn hell, she ain't got no right mind to be turning your ass down. You know, you looking at her like, bitch, if you turn me down, you turn it down. Life changing. <laughs> she back at groceries. You like, listen, baby, look, let me change your life. You know, you know, she broke. You know, she in a bind. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. <laughs> Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got three dollars and 85 cents in my purse. You know, she was scraping and scrimping for rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. You know it. You like this, bitch. I know, baby, what you need. I could change your life right now. <laughs> yep, cell phone. She like, I got to keep my cell phone on or pay rent. But that's one of the plights of men because even those women will be like, nah, I still got to be attracted to you. It ain't it. So you like, oh, shit. And then back in the... Back in the freezer unit at Piggly Wiggly, she letting the ninja kiss all on her neck. She letting the ninja feel all on her booty. This ninja, he ain't got to, he had to get there. He had to decide whether to drive his motorcycle or get a bus pass. <laughs> this ninja don't got $2 to his name and they cutting his hours at work. And this, and she slobbing on his knob at, on, at, at the break and shit. She kissing on this ninja on his lips. And you looking at her like. <laughs> this ninja get the get. And, and during breaks, 15 minutes breaks, they in the bathroom and he fingering her. He walking out like, ooh, la, la. And you looking at her like. <laughs> <laughs> she giving this ninja free feels and you trying to pay her rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. But you want to change her life and marry her and put babies in her. Ninja up there. Fe he go back to bag. He would go back to stocking uh, soup cans in between stocking potato chips, setting up the potato chips, putting. <laughs> and you like, hi, how you doing? You try to treat her with respect. I could change your life. Where we at? Man, this is crazy. Man, we got it messed up out here. We got it messed up. Shout out to MC Hamster. 
with the co-sponsorship. Found out an ex who moved out on me, doing her best to put me down, got engaged in the same month to another ninja, a.k.a. the work husband. He says, all you get it, wait, all you get it for free, guys. Give coach his flowers. Final Fantasy is right, coach. Coach, you the Kanga King. So there it is. You get it for free, ninjas. So, yeah, there you go. Moved out, engaged in the same month. And, uh, guys, they always have somebody lined up. Yeah, somebody said the minute you respect them, they dry up. So here it is. He had her set up. She moves out, engaged in the same month, work husband. Don't worry about him. Type ninja, right? Twin A doubles up Anthony. Gotta pay his ex-wife 20%. Oh, I forgot about this. He says his agent, 10%, and his manager, 5%. Then 50% to big daddy government. Sheesh. That's rough. Yeah, think about that. So he makes $2 million, 30 40 50% to the government, manager getting 5 10% to the agent, 20% to the wife. That's 75%, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's 75, 85%. Damn. What's 85% of $2 million, real quick? It's going to be $30,000, <laughs> right? If I'm tripping. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. It bees that way. He says the last paragraph on TMZ said she called she called off the first divorce when he got blackish. Yep, we talked about that. Once the show ended, she refiled. He got finessed. Yep. And so a lot of people are going to say he cheated. He was running around town. He was a rolling stone. And yeah, but um, is that the is that the penalty for um, is is this penalty appropriate? For an affair. I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something. Because the normies are out. Because people. Oh she put in her time. I told you when she saw. He, when she filed for the first divorce. He did not have the TV show Blackish. So she was getting out. While he was a somewhat of a struggling actor. A, a D-list celebrity. But then when he got the show. She reconciled. Or he might have said let's reconcile. I don't know who reconciled. But I called that out when I talked about their divorce uh, uh, earlier last year. So she just wrote her time out. My, my question is this. Is a man having... Now, I don't think men should have affairs. Okay, If you're going to want some strange punani, just don't get married or get divorced. All right, There's a lot of punani out here. But my question is... My question. Should men be penalized like this okay hold on for a second should a spouse be penalized like this because he cheated that's my question hold on let me let me put up a poll yeah because jeff solo is talking about it now because i want people's answers first before i hit you hit you with this okay should should a spouse be penalized like this because he cheated all right let me see here should spouses be penalized, penalized for cheating? And we're going to use it as penalized like this. And I know a lot of people don't want to type their name in the chat. Somebody says she's hideous. All right. 
Yeah. There, there's the poll. It's on the free agent lifestyle channel. I'll put it on the other channel. I'll put it on the other channel. Thank you for being over here too, because there's a reason why you're over here, and I appreciate it. Should spouses be penalized like this for cheating? Okay. Appreciate y'all on the Notorious channel. Almost 250. Uh, this is a, because this is an interesting conversation. I, all I have is opinion on this one. I have opinion. Okay. All right. Because I don't have a, I don't, my opinion is my opinion on this, but you don't have to agree. All right. Uh, it, the, the, the vote there, you can vote there. And we, it's right down the middle because people think that. Now, in our culture, in our culture, men typically are penalized for cheating, right? They're, they're, they'll be like, well, you cheated. And yeah, theoretically, yeah, you cheated, so you should lose the spouse and all of that stuff. But my question is, should he lose custody of his kids? Should he have to pay like ridiculous-ass alimony? Should he? Because the penalty, they're justifying this penalty because he cheated. Like, that's the reason why people are doing it. They're saying she put in her time. Okay, she deserves it, and he cheated. And you're like, okay, I don't know why the fact that he cheated had to do with him paying 85% of his resources. Why is that a penalty? And people was like, because it is. He should have kept it in his pants. Okay, all right, all right. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. But if women cheat, should they lose custody of their kids? If women cheat, should they not get alimony? Should they forfeit alimony if they cheat? Because we know women cheat, if not more than men. We already got them statistically cheating more than men. But let's just say it was equal. They're cheating as equal as men. If a wife cheats and files for divorce, should she lose custody and lose any property and or equalization and or child support. Should she lose out? Now, you're going to hear them start talking different then. They're going to be like, oh, no, no. Oh, but she cheated, though. She cheated. She cheated. She loses custody. According to you, normies, according to the normies who said, yes, he should pay a penalty for cheating. When wives cheat, they should lose all she should like let's just say she cheated she should forfeit all rights to alimony she should forfeit all rights to child support she should forfeit all rights to an equalization payment right right oh no y'all don't change up y'all changing y'all answers up all of a sudden now now you don't want it now you're like oh wait a minute What's cheating entail? We don't know. What is cheating? That's what they're saying. He cheated. There's no evidence. Nobody showed us. There's no pictures. All they're saying, he was cheated. He cheated. Therefore, he pays the penalty. Nobody even knows he cheated. Who says he cheated? He did have a domestic. He did have a, he did have a woman claim something, though. But there's no proof he cheated. But here we go. Now, all of a sudden, oh, well, what constitutes, you see, I think that person said that. What constitutes cheating? Now we want to know. See, before, we didn't need no details. 
Now we didn't need no details. But now all of a sudden, when we put it on the woman, now we need details. Oh, well, 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 what actually counts then is cheating. You didn't say that earlier when Anthony Anderson constituted cheating. Nobody had no questions. Now we want to ask questions. Well, what is cheating? Now we got, now we trying to ask questions and shit. You see? Now we trying to figure out, well, 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 when it comes to the kids. <laughs> now we shuffling. You see that? You see how people shuffle? Now we shuffling. Now we shuffling. Now get it out. Now, now it's time to shuffle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nobody said that when I originally. Now we need to analyze. Well, as a matter, well, 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 when it comes to the kid, uh, now we need nuance. Oh well, this is really more nuanced than it is. It wasn't nuanced when I asked. It wasn't nuanced when the allegation came out. Now all of a sudden they scrambling forces. All right, well, wait a minute. We need the definition, and the kids need to put. We need to think about the kids. <laughs> Switch genders and all of a sudden the conversation changes like that. I swear to God. I swear to God. Mm. Now the kids, does the kids survival is that chance? What does that have to do with? Now we got a question. Now we questioning characters and shit. Now we questioning whether the kids going to survive. Shit is out of control, man. The reality is, let's just put it what the reality is. Men are screwed. Men get the short end of the stick on this deal. Because when you start flipping the genders and switching roles and shit, now all of a sudden they start shuffling. Now all of a sudden it don't apply no more. Now all of a sudden when there's nuance. Now all of a sudden we need to ask questions. Now all of a sudden we need to think about the kids. Now all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. Yo, shout out to the doc. Thunder says, Dr. Thunder says, take some money. Thank you, man. John says, just showing love, coach. He says junior college for life. I don't think it's going to be hard to get me off the junior college. <laughs> it's going to be hard because the opposite side does not look attractive to me. Last ones. Last one. KT says die alone. He says pay a 304 to stand bedside for less. <laughs> Free agent lifestyle for real. All right. It's crazy. What do we got here? I skipped someone. Thriller says, FF sakes, coach, how you know what the 35 to 42-year-old woman said to me? Were you there? Give yourself the prices right. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I've been around this block. 32. Women 32 to 42, they got the same story. They ready to settle down. They're ready to give up the hookup culture. They're tired of dating apps. Anybody else? Just over they're looking for their culture. one and only. They focused on their job and career. Now they got themselves in better shape. Now they looking for a responsible guy. That's just the ones without children. Then the ones with children double down on more worse. Well, I got two kids, two baby daddies. They looking for a father figure. But you won't have to pay. I mean, then it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber. I'm looking to get married in the next six months. I don't want to have time to play games. I'm too old for this shit. Both of those things are right. You don't have time and you're too old. And then I'm only looking for something serious and long-term. I want to find the love of my life. My homie lover friend. I want to go to the end. I want to make this last forever. This bitch going to divorce you in two, two years. All right, but 
I'm like, I want no, no parts of none of these people. I'm like, nope. Concubine material only. I don't want you settle down uh, women. Then you come in, they got debt. They've been struggling. They've been in a bind. Student loan about to kick in. Rent due. Same thing as the girls at the junior college. You getting the same damn thing but a parasite at the end. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> All right, I'll pass on that age group. All right, what are we doing here? The evils that mothers do. We're getting into towards the main event, but we got to share these stories right here. Uh, these subject matters do not get discussed. We're going to talk about parent parental alienation. All right, but my clip is not coming up. Uh, here it is. Parental alienation, uh, which is a big problem in our community. I do have clips here. I just can't set it up. All right, here we go. Uh, what happens is the... The hood is riddled with a lot of single motherism, but single motherism by itself is not destructive. It is the removal of the parent, the other parent, the isolation of the other parent, the, the, the um, alienation of the other parent, the unilateral decisions made by one parent in order to avoid the other parent. And so what she'll say is, I need to protect my kids against this parent. That's what she'll frame it as. And she'll say, this parent is threatening. What she's protecting the kids from, uh, from is basically now the mother can unilaterally make decisions. And the mother's going back on her feelings about her relationship with the other person, right? And she didn't win. She lost in the relationship. She probably tried to monkey branch and lost. She lost. Now, the only way she can get back is to say the kids are vulnerable or scared or being abused by the father. This is... We have a district attorney educating women on how to use this. Lawyers will teach them how to use this. Therapists and counselors, everybody's going to assume the dad is the bad guy. The problem with this type of parental alienation is the, no one protects the kids from the mother. It is assumed that the mother is great and the better decision maker. It, is, it means that the mother is the better protector which this is false because then when the kids grow up and they don't become shit, then they were like, well, they didn't have a father. They didn't have a father to guide them and protect them. But what you're finding is these parents are alienating the, the father. It's not enough that the father left. It is not enough that the father tried to fight for the kids. It's, there's more alienation occurring. Now, listen to these stories and you'll see them. Then we're going to get to Tupac and then Kirk Franklin. So there's a rich tradition of parental alienation. There's not just single motherhood. It goes worse than that. There's alienation from the kid, and the mother made a choice to take the kid from the father. It wasn't that the father left. She set the circumstances, and then when the father gave up, she alienated the kids. She took the kids away and said, Father, you must jump through hurdles and hells and pits of fire and walk on coals to come back. And if you don't, it's your fault. And come back and apologize. The, the mother doesn't want the father to apologize to the kids. The mother wants an apology to herself. She wants the father to come back and say, I'm sorry, just to win the kids back. I'm sorry. No, not to the kids. I'm sorry to you. Because I made you feel bad. I left you in the dust. And you'll see this in the two stories that we're going to share. But I got even more stories. Check this out right here. This is the evils that mothers do. So this is a story. 
of a young man whose mother tried to delete the son for his life insurance policy. Mother gets boyfriend to kill son for his life insurance policy, but he survives. I'm still fighting for my life, whatever. She's trying to help me. You collapse. Nah, I never, I never was out of it. I was up, you know, trying to stay up and shit. I run to the street. There's this car that a cab driver that I know from the neighborhood. So I run to the cab. The cab see me. I say, yo, bro, take me to the hospital. He said, no, kept driving. I went on the floor to see, like, if he's okay because the bullet went through, but he wasn't bleeding externally. I went on the floor. At first, I was yelling, like, call the police, call the police. His mom was outside. She was like, now you want to call the police. She never at no point went to see if he was okay. So I went down on my knees to see if he was okay. I'm trying to lift up his shirt. Like, I'm moving really fast. And then she came down and tried to attack me again. Wow, he's while he's shot on the floor. Okay, all right, so this is apparently gonna be an episode somewhere uh, where this, guys, this stuff goes on and on and on. Again, my question is, when it comes to mothers who protect their kids from fathers, who protects the kids from the mother? And this is a classic case, even even going further with parental alienation. If the kid is old enough to know that there's a fracture there, a.k.a. I can play one parent against the other and I can go with the more lenient parent, wouldn't it be in their incentive to say, I choose to go with this parent and then go over there and then the parent gets alienated and then now the kid says, hey, I can do what I want now. I can do what I want. You, don't, you can't tell me shit. You can't force me to do anything. And then the other parent can't go back to the other parent and say, hey, come help. They've already been isolated and alienated. Kids and teenagers are savvy doing this. In fact, they call it parent shopping. And there's another case of this where you've seen this in Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. So now the parent isolates and alienates the father keeps him at a distance, protects the son. Then when the son is getting to that age, 16, 17, and starts getting in trouble, starts hanging out with the wrong crowd, child support is about to end in about less than a year, not enough time to modify it. Hey, you need to come back and get your son. He need to come live with you. It's happened. Hey, you know what? He's at that age. He's testing me. He's bigger than me. You know what? He ain't listening to me no more. Come get your son. And then now the son moves in at 16, 17, and the father just says, I'm not going to modify the child support. It's only another year. And then he keeps paying child support to the woman. Now he has to fix the bullshit that he was alienated from for like 10 years. He couldn't impute in the child what he needed to at age 10 because he was alienated. Now the kid's 17, he's supposed to listen to dad. He's supposed to fix the kid at 22 or in 50 cents case. Now the kid's 28 broke and realizing life ain't what it was when his single mother was preparing him. Now he's struggling. Now 50 cents supposed to come back. I'll fix you, son. Come now. You're 28 with about uh, 20 year. Uh, you're 20 years behind in life. 
Now I'm supposed to fix you and love you and all that shit. You see that? You understand? This is one of the things that men have to do. Come back in now and fix the bullshit. <laughs> now, when 50 Cent said, go F yourself, kid, everybody was like, well, he just needs a father. Okay, he needed a father at 10. Where were the people that said he just needs a father? And where were the people who went to the mother and said, yo, 50 Cent son need a father? Where were they at? Where were they at? They didn't say nothing then. They just said, pay your child support and shut up. You see what I mean? This is what's happening. Nobody said shit then because they said it didn't matter. Now he's supposed to come in and fix the shit. Now, let's come back. Let's give you another story. All right. Portland area mom gets 30 days for waterboarding her baby, putting the baby in a freezer as a test for dad. What did I tell you about shit testing? The Oregon mother admitted she waterboarded her son out of spite to get his father back to live in the apartment. All right. A mother is sentenced to 30 days in jail after she prosecutors say she waterboarded her baby and put her put him in the freezer during a 2021 incident as a test to see if the father cared. You guys think we make this up? Guys, this is a problem. And take a look. We need to first stop impregnating these wildebeests. But we tell you, man, this shit is going parental alienation, angry women, vindictive women. That's our problem. It's not single motherhood. It's more nuanced than that. What's happening is these women are filled with rage, and so they punish the father and then hurt the children. They hate the, ch they hate the father more than they love the children. So they're using the child to get back at the father. She got 30 days for this. According to the, it says right here, when the police officers arrived at her apartment, the mother could be heard yelling at the father of the child, I'm about to show you real quick. You don't want him? Question mark. Let me show you about this little effing baby. I don't effing, wait. I don't effing give a F about. A probable cause affidavit obtained by Fox Digital News states, according to the news department, the woman was sentenced to 30 days in jail. Records from the detention center indicate she's going to be released on October 6th. She pled guilty to the charges. Says right here, when McDonald opened the door, McDonald was seen holding a child wrapped in a blanket. She allegedly explained to the officers that she wasn't trying to harm, hurt, or delete the child by drowning him or put him in the freezer. There were pictures of McDonald waterboarding the child. According to the officer, the pictures show McDonald holding the baby by his onesie and waterboarding him. In a picture scene, by an officer prior to the arrest, McDonald was holding the baby by the onesie, but at a downward angle where his hips, legs, and feet were higher than the head, almost upside down with water running over his face. The only place the water could go was up his nose at that angle. While, at, while the officer was talking to McDonald or taking the McDonald to the jail, 
She said that her actions were done as a test to see if Neil gave a F at all. Um, adding that she waterboarded her baby to try and make Neil come back to her apartment. She allegedly admitted her actions were done out of spite. A doctor who spoke to the prosecutor said the child was likely unable to breathe, adding the incident could have had life-threatening consequences. Yo. Now, here's the thing. This might sound evil, but this ain't the most evil thing that a woman could do, oddly enough. Just removing the child from the father and giving the and then now coaching the kids as to hate the father and then long-term fractioning a relationship with the child and the father for 10, 20, 30, 40 years to test him so that the father comes back and says, okay, I'll do anything to keep a relationship with you, kid. I'll admit I was wrong. I'll... That's worse. You're going to see this with Kirk Franklin. That's way worse. Yeah, that kid could have died. But the long-term abuse of parental alienation, the long-term testing of the father, all right, let me see what you're going to do if I do this. Let me see how hard you're going to fight. You're going to fight me for this. Let me see how hard you're going to work. Let me see you try to get in contact with your kid, but I'm going to stand in between the kid. I'm going to put up the simp enforcers or the toy soldiers, the courts, the counselors, the school. I'm going to put all these people up and see how much you want them. That's the exact same thing as waterboarding the baby. She's doing it out of spite. She's doing it because she's bitter. She's doing it because she's testing you. And a lot of women are doing this. They're doing exactly what this woman did, but they're not doing it in the moment. They're doing it over time. They're doing it over time. This is the parental alienation that we're talking about, and everybody accepts it. Oh, the father left. He was evil and mean. Okay. Let me, let me show you this. Show you this lady right here. She's going to admit that she left her family to break generational curtains. <laughs> Look, she's going to admit for some reason, and she's getting a lot of support for this, but uh, there she is right there on the screen. First made the decision to get a divorce. It was terrifying. I had two young daughters at the time, and I had been a stay-at-home mom for four years. I was afraid of how I'd provide for my girls, what starting over looked like, and I was afraid of failing them because they'd come from a broken home. After all, I came from one too, and I know how it felt. You know, it's not just about leaving someone's dusty-ass son. I mean, yes, you can drop a man-child and it does get easier. Because let's be honest, I was already pretty much a single mom when I was married. It's about teaching my daughters what to look for in a relationship and actually showing them what behavior is and isn't acceptable. I'm damn proud of my decision to leave. Yeah, you see this? Like, guys, I know this sounds like women, women eat this up. Women eat this up. But she's damn proud of taking her daughters from her son. She just framed the dad as a bad jackass. We don't know this. She's just using these tropes. We're just going to assume he was a jackass. He was a deadbeat. What she was mad at was the father. The father wasn't doing what she wanted the father to do. So she said, I'm going to punish the father. That's all that happened there. That's all that happened. And she took her daughters with her. Now, wouldn't a proper punishment be keeping the kids there? Because that means the dad got to shape up real quick. But what generational curse did you break? You actually broke now the next lineage. And, of course, 
since you came from a broken home, you broke another one. And now what you're going to do is now your daughters are going to do the exact same thing. That's what you taught her. You didn't taught her to not put up with bullshit. You told her to have children not responsibly and then take the child from the father breaking up another home. This is crazy. But she's coping. What she didn't get was what she wanted. So now I take the kids. She just pissed off at the man that she could not control him. How can I control you now? Take the kids. This is all control. She's bitter. She's doing it out of spite and she's coping. I'm going to teach my daughters. No, you're not. You're going to teach them the wrong thing. Don't try to cope and think you made the best decision. Because now you're on the internet trying to, trying to get some people to agree with you for doing the not right decision. You didn't make the right decision. But this is all too common. This is all too common. Now you got another set of broken home kids, and I'm sure you're alienating the shit out of those kids from the father. You know she's doing it. You know she's doing it. But, of course, love, marriage, and whatnot. Here's a comedian saying, Point of view, your divorced mom teaching you to hate your dad. This is a pretty funny one. My son sent me this one. <laughs> My son sent me this one. Point of view, divorced mom teaching you to hate your dad. All right, here we go. Daddy don't care about you or me. He paying another woman's kids bills instead of y'all. He a cheater and a liar. I don't know what that means. I'm five years old, but now I hate my dad and I'm not going to talk to him until I'm way older. Yo, daddy here. Hey, son. Oh. <laughs> Son, why do you always act like that when I come over? I love you, Mom little said you nigga. never helped her when I was growing up. She really needed it. Boy, I gave your mama $4,000 a week. $4,000 a week? Sit down and let's have a talk. We divorced because of your mom's jealousy. She said you cheated. Exactly. That's why she was jealous. Honestly, son, we couldn't stop arguing. I wanted to make it work. I lost my money. She divorced me. She a son. Learn from my mistakes. Mom, you said dad never helped you, and he just told me he helped me this whole time. Oh, what? You mean that little $4,000 a week? I didn't nothing. talk to him for 12 years and I hated him. Son, I've never said anything bad about your dad. I only told you what he did to me, nigger. Yo, dad. <laughs> Why you have to throw the N-word in there? But guys, that's classic parental alienation. Now, people will not look at that as parental alienation. They will be like, oh, well, he'll get over it. Just be, Just get a relationship with the dad and dad will fix it. Well, he's got to fix years of damage. All because the mom was just mad at the dad. And the mom was spiteful, and she's like, let me get back at the dad. I'm going to take the kids. <laughs> All right? And now she's treating them like junk. When we get to, when we get to the young brother here, um, the young brother, Kirk Franklin, you're going to see this exact same thing play out. It's sad, but we do this. Do it. And then the kid grows up resentful for the father. And then when he's old enough, he'll learn. And then he'll be like, damn. And then he might go back and confront the mother. Most of the times, the kids don't confront the mother. But you'll see Kirk Franklin confront his mother, and she still lied to his ass. All right? But he had to throw the N-word in there. Why she call him that? Because that's what she thinks. All right, we got, uh, let's see here. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah, we are ready for the next one. Tupac's mother. Tupac's mother. Tupac father's, Tupac's father opens up. Everybody knows Tupac. Legend. Immortal. Uh, Tupac died at 25, 26 years old. Roughly around 25. 
and he died of gunshot wounds. He was shot five times, twice. All right, on two occasions, they tried to take his ass out. New, 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 new world order. All right, but uh, what we do also know, Afini Shakur, her no, her story is quite known. In fact, once Tupac died, she became what the ghetto version of the ghetto queen, the ghetto mother queen. Oh, you lost your son. You lost Pookie out here. You forever a great mother. All right, Michael Brown, same thing. You forever a great mother because anytime somebody loses a son, they drag out the mama. And all that, but Michael Brown was grew up in a single mother household. Okay, the the circumstances of why he got shot probably can be stem and point back to the mother. Tupac's mom uh, let Tupac grow up without a father. She let him. She chose to be a single mother. She moved him from Brooklyn, New York. All the way around the damn world to Baltimore, to Oakland, and everywhere in between. Tupac's father was alive. She told Tupac he ain't, he ain't alive. So Tupac grew up resenting his father, and it was expressed in his movie and his musics. And his music also pedestalized the mother for struggling. As I tell you, the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. So they struggled. And, you know, he had to deal with police, drugs, her drug use, the Black Panther shit, all of this bullshit. Stepfathers, baby mama drama, all of this shit where she now has been told that now that the story's told, she alienated Tupac's father intentionally from Tupac. All right. So I'm going to play this clip from now Tupac's father who is alive. And there's much more to this story. Tupac's father reestablished a relationship with Tupac after discovering that his son was an actor. According to him, he realized his son was still alive when he saw his son on the movie poster for Juice. This is when he know at that point Tupac was still alive. Between three years old and the movie Juice, he didn't know where Tupac was. He didn't know how have a clue. He was basically alienated from him. Now, then he finds out that Tupac was shot, and then he gets in contact with Tupac as he's in the hospital leaking from five bullet wounds, and he'll take it from here. After Tupac died, he sued Afini Shakur or whoever was over Afini Shakur's label or whatnot. He had to sue because Afini Shakur, even when Tupac, was dead, listed Tupac's father as deceased. So when you're talking about the estate of Tupac Shakur was owed to him his debts, she listed him as deceased. Not Tupac deceased, the father deceased. She still, after Tupac's death, said that Tupac's dad was dead. This is how parental alienation and how evil it is, this is how it goes. And nobody says shit. Nobody put these people in jail. Nothing. All right, so this is Tupac's father here. He says, Afini Shakur broke my heart when she said I was dead over money. Here we go. And fair use. I'm probably sure they're going to give me a copyright for this, but here we go. Why did you sue Tupac Shakur's estate? It was an insult. I was Tupac's father after the quad shooting. I was in Belleville. I was Tupac's father 
all my many visits to Clinton prison in Dannemore. I was Tupac's father in Las Vegas. Mean Feeney's in the Golden Nugget crying the night he died. So I was Tupac's father up until he died. And when it came time, I think it was the rebate or the birth death certificate. I think it was the rebate paper, uh, the, I think it was the death certificate papers. Uh, the, the probate? Probate. Probate. Okay. probate. okay. And uh, she had signed it that uh, she was the mother in that little section that says father. She had put that he was dead. Brothers. Yeah. Baby mama terror shit is wild. They carry the anger of the father to their grave. You're going to see this in the Kirk Franklin story. If you've been a victim of this, put a one in the chat room. Not of that specifically, but if you've been a victim of this on any level, put a one in the chat. So he's dead. Now, he's, he's dead to her, but that's no respect blatant. You're lying on a legal document at that. But you have to ask yourself, why do they do this? And why do people let them get away with it? Why don't they punish them? You have to ask this. This is insane. There's no reason for this. But then people say, well, he cheated, and he was an abusive, and he was. No, that, 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 still, doesn't, that still doesn't come up with a reason again. If the woman did these things that you say was a reason why, why don't they lose? Why don't fathers alienate the children from the mother? Nobody would allow that. They would be like, well, that's still the mother of your son. You see what I mean? Let's continue with this as much as we can. Wow. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. Could have talked to me. I didn't want no money from two bucks. You were the mother. I didn't care. But for you to disrespect me and treat me like that? What else? That, I, you know, I don't want this state. I just wanted to be note, noted that his father is alive. Now, there, there's even worse cases of this. There's a case where, and uh, I actually covered this back then when it happened. A mother alienated a child from a father. The father figured out and found out through the word on the street that the, the, the kid had cancer. The kid had cancer. So then he's like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Your kid's about to die from cancer. The kid dies. The father says, hey, why didn't you tell me the kid had cancer? They're like, fuck you. You're dead to me. Then he said, okay, well, I want to come to the funeral. They had police keep this man out of the child's funeral. The police force was there, and he had to try to get a court order. By then, it's too late to attend the child's funeral. I swear to God, these people are evil. Why would you do that to a father? Why? There's no, it's not even called for. Why? They were there. He was like, I'm here to see my son. He's going, he's dead now. You're about to put him in the ground. And they literally had police show up to keep this ninja out of the funeral. I swear to God, man. And nobody does anything. Nobody says shit. But of course, all these fathers are deadbeats. All these fathers are mad, terrorists, left, abusers. I'm telling you, man, it's some evil, evil shit going on. It's an evil world we live in. 
Okay. He says badgers don't care. Badgers, they they are evil, beyond evil. There's no re okay, is there a reason for it? Why? What is the reason? What's the reason? All right, I would love to know. But this is the stuff that happens. And all you did was moved on from her. You know what I mean? So let's get to this story right here. Kirk Franklin. Now, I cannot play the video related to this story. I can't play the video because they are copywriting people left and right. But um, let me give you a background on it, and then I'll kind of tell you the details of what's going on. Why do I have this? Let me see. I got two videos here. Okay, I, I, I still got Tupac. All right, I guess I had another video on Tupac's father. Let me see. Fair use. Let me see what he says here. I thought it was that. And then I found out, unfortunately, later on after she died and he died, that he would have heated arguments with her about her deception towards her father. Because if you listen to his music, he always wanted to know about his father. He always spoke of his father. I even accepted Dear Mama. My daddy's dead. You know, we heard what he said. I said, well, hey, I guess he just don't know because I ain't dead. There we go. But this is what people had told him. And so it was difficult. You know, it was a difficult situation. Yeah, people don't care. See, look at him. I mean, look, and you're going to see this pain later on. When fathers get put through this, you know, they can't even cry. They can't even, they can't even, because people think, oh, he was the bad guy and he was just fucking out here and just getting his money. He only cared about one thing. But the mother's joy, even through her bitterness, and watching the son lash out against him, that was her reward. It didn't make her happy. But in her mind, as long as he, as long as he and the child is in pain, or at least the father's in pain, she won. You see what I mean? Take a look. And the, the father is in pain, but he can't express it. He can't go, he can't go anywhere. He can't go anywhere to tell anyone. He can't seek recourse. He can't seek, seek reparations. He can't. So this is what's left of the father. So he only has to do is move on, start another family, find healing, you know, not be bitter. Because if the father becomes bitter, they're going to hold that against him. Well, you just bitter. So the father's got to internalize this. And then at the very least, he's got to crawl back when the shit is burning down. Oh, my son shot laid up in the hospital. I better show up. In many cases, I'm surprised the mother wasn't in front of the hospital room preventing his ass from getting in there, but he did. But that could happen too. Now, back to Kirk Franklin. Back to Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin um, is a gospel singer, if you don't know, and I can't play his video. I just I want to remind you of that. I'm only going to show still images of the video, and the video is on YouTube, so you can watch it. It's about 35 minutes long, and it documents, you know, he's coming out with the album. He's probably using this as promotion or whatever, but his story is not, doesn't mean it's irrelevant. It's very relevant. 
So let's just say it. He has a biological mother. He was adopted. I don't know how he got put up for adoption, but he was adopted by another family. Thus, then estranged from the biological mother, but he still had a relationship with the biological mother. He, enough to, to contact her and talk, right? They, so they, had a, they have a relationship. Kurt Franklin's 52, 53 years old. He's had his problems in turmoil, right? Now, he has his own family. He actually has at least a son, or I'm not sure if he has a daughter, but he has his own family. In fact, at the time of this recording, he was estranged from his son. I don't know why, but they had a war on social media or on the internet at one particular point where Kirk Franklin was eventually estranged from the son. And I think they hadn't talked for more than a decade at this point of the video, right? So they hadn't talked. Sadly enough, you know, you lose out with your kids. Some of it comes from parental alienation. Some of it comes from entitled kids. Some of it comes from how you parented, you know, limitedly, or if you had full access to parent, there's a lot of things. They didn't really go into it, and I didn't really research it, to be honest with you. But even Kirk Franklin says, I was not the perfect parent. Much of it probably extended from, at the time the kid, this young man was young, he probably was at the peak of his entertainment career. Thus, he put that in front of being with this child, meaning that he wasn't going to be packing lunches and clocking in at the warehouse. He chose to pursue riches and entertainment and being able to afford a lifestyle for his child. In the absence, the child might have felt a certain way. And, of course, if the mother's not telling the child, hey, your dad got to be out on the road to pay for these books. If the mother doubles down, yo, daddy ain't never here, then the child is now what? Hey, you ain't never here for us. So the mother will validate the child's feeling instead of saying, hey, dad's got to do what he's got to do, right? Tough conversation. A lot of nuance to the conversation. Kurt Franklin. In this documentary, he discovers through rumor. I have, to, I have to tell it to you because I can't play the video. They'll copyright me. A rumor happens at a relative's funeral. A man shows up and says that he dated the biological mother of Kirk Franklin. Remember, he was adopted, but he still knows the biological mother. A man shows up at the funeral, and I think it's a, a sister of the mother, or I, I don't know what it is. And he says, hey, I dated Kirk Franklin's mother. This starts a rumor mill text messaging. Hey, this guy was at the funeral, says he dated your mother, and he looks just like you. So he says he has the same build, the same facial features, the same hands, the same mannerisms. This might be your biological dad. Now, Kirk Franklin goes on a mission because he's been broken, he's been adopted, estranged from his mother, you know, no father, not knowing his real father. He thought he knew his real father. His mother told him another man was his father. His mother told him another man was his father. We'll get to that. So then he says, the, the, man, the man says, hey, I'll prove it. And he swabs his, his mouth and says, tell him to go get a DNA test. He thinks, the man thinks that he's the father of Kirk Franklin. Now, I'll take it from here, and I'm going to show you some other steals because there's a lot of move, 
movement in this story. Okay. So Kurt Franklin then goes to get a DNA test. He takes the swab and says, run a DNA test on this. And it comes back that, yes, this man that he's never met is, in fact, his biological father. Yep, he's the biological father. After 53 years, he's the biological father. So he does what he thinks he needs to do. He calls his aunt. His aunt's one of these black aunts that talks down to the, to the man. And uh, when you see the video, if you have a, a relative like this, you'll be like, yeah, I know this. No matter how old you are, they talk to you shitty. So he calls her up. I think he calls her by the name. By the way, the biological father's name is Mr. Rick, I believe. He calls his aunt. I can't remember her name. And it says, hey, Shirley. And she says, who? What? Knowing it's him. And he's like, okay, Aunt Shirley. He makes her, he makes him, I'm sorry. She makes him bow down to her on the phone call. Sad shit. But this is how black men are treated, unfortunately. This is how black men are treated. He, she, she makes him say Aunt Shirley to talk. Now, everybody knows what's going on. So she's hiding. This is, the, this is the sister of the biological mother. This is the sister of the biological mother. She knows what's going on, and she probably knows the truth, but she has to protect her sister. So he's like, hey, this is going on. I got a confirmation. Let's get a hold of my mom. Now, he hasn't talked to his mom in over a decade, the biological mom. He hasn't talked to her in years. So as you can see, this young man, this young man has been alienated by everybody, but he's a celebrity. He doesn't have his biological father, his biological mother. He barely had his adopted parents. He now doesn't have his kids. Even his kids are alienated. This ninja on an island by himself, but he has all the riches and all of that stuff. So what happens is he goes to the aunt and they drive to the aunt. I wish I could play the clip. All right, so I'm trying to go back here. Let me see if I can clip it video right here. Let's see here. Okay. All right, so here it is right here on the screen. Kurt meets his biological father for the first time. Oh, no, that's not what I want to tell you. Oh, well, I'll tell you this right here. So he goes and meets the biological father. And let's show you the still picture here. There it is right there. So that is his biological father, according to the DNA test. He looks like he's doing well. He's doing well for himself. They look like they live in like a suburb in Houston or Dallas. I don't even know. I don't know where they live. Somebody can fill it in. Now, the father's like, hey. Hey, I'm your father. Yeah, it looks like it is. I didn't know. The father did seem a little suspect in his answers, saying I had no clue. I was young. I warned you about a lot of these cases of with parental alienation. The father can't be, the father's between the age of 16 and 25. They're really young. And he said, I knew, I didn't know she was pregnant. I had no clue. Now, the father happens to live right down the street from his studio. So he has a recording studio. The father has lived down the street from this recording studio the entire time, meaning he was minutes walks away from his biological father for years. Not only that, it was disclosed that Kirk Franklin's son pay, plays basketball at the park 
located roughly across the street from his grandfather. All this time, all this time, he didn't know that that was his grandson at the park. All this time, he didn't know or was not aware that his father, biological father, lived down the street. So it wasn't like he was around the corner like, I mean, across the country like Tupac. It wasn't like he was, he was um, across country like Tupac was. Father was in New York. Tupac was in California. No, the guy's down the street. And he probably had a feeling about this. This was led him to the funeral, right? So um, getting to this, getting to this, Kurt Franklin just wanted a hug. He's a broken man, and we'll show you that. You know, men can't show emotion like this, but guys, if you cry watching this, it's okay. If you cry watching this, it's all right. So there's the hug of the father right there. It's quite emotional. All right. So now moving forward, Kurt Franklin then goes to the aunt. This is where, this is where a lot of you black men know. There's the aunt. The aunt immediately, Aunt Sandra, immediately disrespects them, him when he gets there. He pulls up. She opens the door and says, get your ass out of the car. Now, sometimes aunts do this jokingly, but when I talk about how black women berate black men and used to talking down to black men, this is an example. I don't know, man. This is, I don't want to make this about other races of people, but this is typical in the community. Now, Kirk Franklin is a celebrity. You would figure he would get a little bit of leeway here. Not only is he a celebrity, he's 53 years old. Soon as he pulls up, she says, get your ass out of the car. Now, he doesn't get out of the car. One of the reasons he doesn't is because she has to sign a release to appear on the video. And so he was like, no, you need to sign these papers first. And she's like, get your ass out. Then he was like, no, you have to sign the papers. Just come on in the house. She basically just barking orders at him like he's a child. Now, he's like, you have to sign the papers because we're doing a documentary. You know this. You know this. And she has her simp enforcer as husband with them. Now. Going further, he waits in the car, and he's like, I feel like a 10-year-old child. And he says this because he's nervous to talk to his mother about this, but really, he feels like a 10-year-old child because he's just been talked down to by his aunt. Yeah, how's your little music business going? How's your little career? How's your little singing thing going? So he gives her the paper. They walk in. They signed the paper enough for the camera crew to come in. Then, this is where it gets sadder because you know the aunt has been knowing this for 50-something years. The aunt's known. Now, here we go just looking at this. The mother is at, this is the mother and the aunt. Of course, the aunt had to be there to protect the mother, okay? And uh, Kurt Franklin is sitting there. Take a look at the dynamics here. Kurt's sitting there like a little kid. Okay, he's a little kid. He's a boy again because a lot of boys can't challenge their mother. A lot of boys will try to challenge their father before they challenge the mother. A lot of boys, especially being gaslit by the mother, a lot of boys will try to punch the father and knock the father out for all the years that he beat up the mother, all the years that, he left all the years that he disappeared, all the years that he focused on his job. I'm going to take you. I'm going to beat your daddy's ass. But look when he's in front of the mother. 
He's like a little kid again. He's a small statured guy. He's already a small in stature. But he looked and dressed and appears like a little boy. And he's challenging the mom. Hey, listen, mom, just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. We took the DNA test. We took the DNA test. She gives them the DNA test results. She reads them and she says, this isn't true. Show you right here. See right here. There it is right there. She reads them and says, this is not true. I'm telling you right now, this is a lie. I don't know how they came up with this. Right. And there he is, emasculated, shoulders round forward, slumped over, leaning, making himself smaller, praying, wanting to be respected. She reads the results and says, this is not true. All right. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's a scam being pulled on. Maybe they are pulling some trickery. All right, moving forward. Moving forward. There, Kirk Franklin says, y'all need to come to the studio. What we're going to do is a second DNA test. A second one. Because the mother says, I reject this. There's some witchcraft going on. Now, the original biological dad, the man that he was told was his father, I believe died of cancer. So the, the guy that he thought was his biological father is dead of cancer. And there's a photo of him kissing, sitting on the couch, kissing his dying dad, well, who he thought it was his dad, who the mother told was his father. He's dying of cancer. He's there for him. He dies. He thinks his biological dad is dead. Now, I'm, tell, I'm stretching this story out. A second DNA test is taken and is confirmed. That Mr. Rick is indeed Kirk Franklin's biological father. All right, it's confirmed. So now they go. There's more hugs. Okay, it's true. So now guess what has to happen? He has to confront the mother. He says, Mom, we got two testes. Here's the result. I don't know what you're telling me, but you're denying it. The mother denies it again. The mother said, this shit is not true. I don't care what you believe, but this is not true. She, she denies it again. Okay. Now, you know what happened next? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> this ninja like. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> he liked this bitch. He like this can't this can't be real. Now when you know women, it can be real. My ninja's like <laughs> I don't believe your lying eyes and your lying science. There's no way. This ninja like I'm through. He was like, "Mom, this is everything to me. This is your relationship. You're putting our relationship forever on the line, and I'm sure there's some financial support in there too." All right, I'm pretty sure. But he was like, "Mom, I know he like, you caught. He like, bitch, you caught. This is the second test. This is on our relationship. You know what she does? She put her mask on. She was like, time to find some shields. All right, who do we need to blow up? All right, I, listen, I can't breathe. There's COVID in the air. I'm catching the lung. I got the, I got the iron lung here. Uh, looks like I, my lung's about to go out. Now she about to die and go to the hospital. All right. She like, oh, man, hey, man, uh, is it COVID in here? Did you got a mask? You put your mask on, son. Now, it was not until this moment 
Let me see here. Let me see if I can get the moment. I can't play the video here, but uh, let's see if I can get Kurt Franklin still like this bitch. Now, the aunt, the aunt finally says, all right, bitch. It took the aunt, Aunt Shirley or Shelly, whatever her name is. The aunt finally said, okay, okay, mom, it's over. What we knew for the last 53 years, you can no longer deny. You can no longer deny it. We kept the secret forever. It's been exposed. Tell this man the truth. And when the aunt said, tell this man the truth, guess what happened? Yep, you knew it. Now she had to break down. Now she had to cry. I wanted this so badly. Now it's tar- now the moment of truth is here. Now dear mama put the mask on. Now she hiding her face. Now she crying. Of course. For 53 years, faced with two pieces of strong evidence, lying, gaslighting, now tears. Oh, it ain't even it. There's more than tears. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me see if I can get it set up here. Not only tears. Let's see if I can get it. Uh, oh, it won't be a good one. She skedaddled. She got up out of there. She got, she got up out of there. All right. She was gone. She was like, all right, now that you know the truth. Skedaddle. She got up out of there. She shed some tears. Shed so many tears. She was like, all right, I guess you know, you now know. I told you the truth. All right, is that enough? Skedaddle. All right, bye. All right, so she's gone. And unfortunately, the show, the show concludes that. We'll give you the conclusion here. Um, the son that he has been estranged from. Remember we showed you this? Now that Kirk Franklin knows and he's been estranged from his son for over a decade, he now meets with his son and was like, hey, you know what? I know we've been through some shit, but let me tell you the story. I met my father. I met your grandfather after 53 years. So he reconnects with his son and he brings his son in. And then they, he tells him what happened. And now they now know each other. And I think they took a picture. And I meant to bring a picture of me, my father, and my grandfather. I took a picture. I keep it in my bathroom. I see it every day. All right. And then I think I have a picture with all four with my son, but my son was a baby at the time. My son, my great my grandfather and my father. So I have the four generations. They took the picture together and now they have it forever reconnecting these men. See, what's missing with men is this connection between our lineage. You want a legacy. There's no legacy. Some of y'all don't know who your father is let alone your grandfather. Y'all want reparations checks, but you don't even know who your damn daddy is or your granddaddy. If you do, you aren't even strongly connected to them. You don't seek them out. He doesn't seek you out. So now what ends up happening is the men now, after 53 years, are strong and together. He hasn't spoke to his mother ever since, according to this movie. He stopped speaking to his mother, and he still has a connection with the father. They're trying to repair themselves, but now they can move on together as a familial patriarchal unit. 
now that the mother is absent. Only when the mother is out of the way. It is only until the mother can get her ass out of the way that the men can be men. That the father can connect to the child. That the father can now have a legacy. Because the bullshit happens between the kids when the mother puts herself in front of the father. See, what we don't know is that the bullshit starts many times when the mother stirs the pot. Now with the mother out of the way, his mother and Kirk Franklin's baby mother to this son, now with these two bitches out of the way, they now can have the patriarchy. They now can have their legacy. Unfortunately, it cost him 10 years between his own son, 50 years between his father. But see, the mothers always put themselves in front of, in between the father and the kid. That's parental alienation. When you can get rid of the damn mother, now you don't have the chaos. Now you can have a bond. Now you can connect one generation with the next. But we sitting here letting the mother always put herself between the child and the father. And this is not how to do it. And then she wants to dictate what the father needs to do. Well, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. She's the problem. She is the problem. She's in the way. Nobody will ever lick. Nobody ever admit it. And she's in the way so-called protecting the kid. But she's in the way of the life long legacy, the stuff that really matters. She can only use this because the courts and the public opinion allow it. Painting the dad as, oh, he cheated. He was only focusing on making money. He was abusive. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. I'm a victim of this. I'm also been a part of this because I was raised primarily by my mother. I know my father, but I was moved around by my mother. My bond was broken and also because my father started another family and that woman didn't want me to be a part of my father's life. So when you look at these men and say they're bitter and hurt, hell yeah. But you're using that as a sword and we use it as a shield. Yeah, we are bitter and hurt because we've been victimized by this and then we've been double victimized by our women that we choose. And they destroyed the kid for years with this bullshit. I'm telling you, man. It ain't the problem. The men ain't shit. It's not that the men ain't shit. It's a lot of these mothers ain't shit. And nobody will. And not only that, what did I tell you? The other women in her life, her coworkers, her relatives, they got blood on their hands too because The aunt knew the secret the entire time. She knew the secret the entire time. Remember, she knew it for 53 years, did nothing and stood between even Kirk and the father. Huh? And if you on this show do not agree, you part of the problem. You certainly are part of the problem. And I don't want to hear your, well, my dad, in my case, my dad left. We don't want to hear this shit. Not today. Not today. We're not hearing about your dumb ass decision. 
We're not hearing it today. We're not hearing the simp enforcers today. This is absolutely ridiculous that we have to go through this year in and year out, every year, every generation, and then people disingenuously ask, how do we fix the problems in the community when this is problem number one? This is the first problem. Why don't you stop doing this shit and maybe some things will change as a people, but no. And this is not just black people doing this. White people are doing this. Latina, Latino people are doing this. This is a nationwide epidemic. This is worse than COVID and the pandemic. This cripples the country. You wonder why we have problems today? This, it starts right here. Till you fix this, nothing gets fixed. This is why people have identity crisis. It's why young children are having identity crisis. Why women are having identity crisis. Why men, why men, I just showed you this. Watch this. Why men are having identity crisis. Yeah. You wonder why shit is going left? That's why. Let's get to the super chats. <laughs> All right. Shout out to the coach gang. Yeah. That's why people have an identity crisis. Kids don't know who they are, what genders. We have total chaos and confusion. That's why the system is able to work very easily on us it's why the economy is crashing it's why we have all these problems because people don't know their role anyway not the bang yangs (laughs) all right (laughs) all right look let's get to these super chats and shout out to everybody man pray for everybody's family i'm not a guy i'm not a prayer guy but pray for everybody out here man pray for everybody out here this is this is a sad reality all right, shout out to Agent Machines. Says, if cheating is penalized, then then not putting out should be penalized as well. When wives cheat, they blame the men. When hubbies cheat, they blame the men. Exactly. But you can have sexist marriages, but um, no, he can't cheat. It doesn't make sense. Nate Bit, funny thing is, in many states, it is a felony. Law still exists, but good luck's finding a prosecutor to pursue it. He says, push to enforce these laws that exist. They do exist, okay? Shout out to Thriller says, I've seen similar stories to this in my life. Truly heartbreaking being a teacher and witnessing this. Many fathers absolutely adore their children. Yep. Many fathers go to their kids' school. They be a part of trying to be a part of the play, volunteering for things to do. And the mother will be up at the school throwing shade at the father, telling everybody within earshot, that the father ain't shit. Telling all the administrators, the kid, the father can't see the kid on her days. Dude, I've experienced that. You, We have to battle stuff like that. Just to be with our kids. So when even when you're trying, they be out there throwing a monkey wrench in your shit. <laughs> you're like. But then what, but, but you know what happens when you go, I'm washing my hands of this shit and you walk off. Then they be like, he left, he abandoned us, he don't care, he ain't trying to get in contact with the kids. And you're like, bitch, what do you want? 
What do you want? When I'm there, you try to put put a monkey wrench in. When I ain't there, now I abandoned and I'm not trying to get in contact with the kid. The biggest problem in our lives today are mothers standing between children and fathers. That's the biggest problem in our society today. If they get their ass out of the way, they will realize that they're the problem. They're the ones who are causing the bullshit. Nobody wants to believe this. They don't. They, they will say this is not true. They will be like, this is not true. In fact, if you look at data, households where there's the father only are a hundred times better. The children come out 100 times better than when the child is raised with the mother alone. In fact, the best two ways to raise children in America statistically are in two-parent households or with the single father. Kids overwhelmingly come out worse when the mother is there. In fact, men who have surrogate mothers do better raising their children than when they have a goddamn mother in the house. Everybody, the statistics bear this out. When the chaos is removed, when you take her, the mother, and get her out of the way where she's not trying to get counselors and child support and drumming this, she has to create this chaos to get these resources. Once, if you removed her, everything would be fine. There would be no bullshit. You're not dealing with bullshit. Then we can be like, good, okay, now, ninja. But you want to be a dad. You take your kid to Disneyland. Your, your baby mama going to be hating. So now she got to drum up some shit, plotting. Okay, what I got to do now? He outparenting me. Now she got to create chaos because you took your kids on vacation. Oh, he got vacation money? Okay, I'm going to get his ass. I'm telling you. But if she wasn't there, you could take your kids on vacation and nobody coming back hating. Mm. You get penalized for doing something good for your kids. Oh, he got that type of money? He buying you shoes? Oh, he ain't give me no money to buy shoes. Plotting and plotting. Letting you know, man, they're, they're the chaos. They're the ones causing the bullshit. I mean, it's just too obvious. Just too obvious. And they'll never admit it. They, they will never admit it, but the evidence is there. There's too much evidence. How much evidence more, how much more do you need to see? There's fathers right now that if they got custody of their kids, shit would go smooth if the mother just moved the hell away. <laughs> right? Just move the hell away. Just get out of it. Just stop, just stop bothering us. We're going to be fine. And come back when there are adults here. All right, agents of chaos. What do we got? ID, he says, IDK, man, what? Oh, no, I skipped one. No, I didn't. IDK what says ACGA? Are you a Young Dolph fan? Long live Young Dolph. I actually been discovered Young Dolph after his death. I didn't think he was any good. I never heard of him before then. Then, then the one song I heard of him just to see who he was, I wasn't impressed. But he did came up on another, like, randomly. And I've been starting to like Young Dolph. All right, anyway. 
The contractor says between child support and private schools, I pay $1,200 monthly in Mexico. That is a lot of money. My kids stay two to three times weekly at my place. After all that, I'm still a deadbeat daddy. <laughs> Just pay and move on. Just pay and move on. Yep. Dude, there's people that get that pay. There's there's dads that pay five figures a month in child support, and they're still framed as a deadbeat by the child's mother. All right, DJ Berserk, you told Hafiz God isn't in marriage, and you are correct. He's also isn't in child custody court. God didn't protect him from his mother, but hey, it's all Jermaine's fault. Yep, yep, and I'm sure. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right, shout out to 16 Zips, and shout out to Pull Up in the Porsche. Uh, shout out to Young Dolph. Uh, but yeah, man, God isn't in any of this. The devil is in this. Lee H says, uh, they all, wait, they always, oh, they always, two separate words. They always say my body, my choice. Okay, then I'm not obligated to take care of a kid. Now you mad. Clown world, he's at CGA for life. Can I get a, hi, my name is Kaylee. But yes, that's the trap. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to fuck. All right, uh, the contractor, that's why I cut my own mother out of my life. Manipulative as hell and zero supportive. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, uh, older men, your mothers will come back as a child to you. So prepare for this, right? So your mother will create this chaos and then, or she won't, she may. And then all of a sudden, once you go through your chaos, She'll come back and age out, and then she'll come back and need you. The plight of the single mother. Then she'll let you not go take care of your mama. So as you now relieve yourself from maybe a divorce or get through your marriage or you have children and your children become adult, here come your mama back to you. Be, be very vigilant and prepare for that to happen because your mother's going to be of that age now, 60, 70, 80. Oh, you going to take care of your mama now? I took care of you. Mm. Right when you're about 50, you're about to enjoy life. You finally get off child support. You finally done with your baby mama. Your kid's finally in college. Here come your mama. All right, I'm old now. You're like, what? Bitch, what? (laughs) Mm. Well, I need nowhere to stay. You ain't going to have me out here on the street. Bitch, I'm about to be at the junior college. (laughs) What the hell you talking about? I'm about to have orgies and debauchery. I can finally do that now. I don't have custody issues. I don't have child support. Now I can pay some junior college girls to come over. But she want to live up in the house now. She ain't got nowhere to go. Okay, shit. Y'all better start getting, uh, y'all about to start getting cold out here, Ninja. Because nobody, hey, in all of these years, nobody cared about your monkey ass. I'm going to tell you right now. And don't say it's just me. All these years, you had to look after everybody else other than you and put everyone else's interest in front of you. Then when you finally get free, here come your mama. <laughs> now you go, you, you going to put your mama out like that? Yes, I am, ninja. Hey, man, this is my life. This is my goddamn life. I can't get no life. What the hell? This is crazy. Now I got to change my mama's diapers after I done put my kids through college. Let me tell you, man, I'm on my own. Shit. Get cold out here or your ass going to get used like a utility. 
or even worse, even Jeezy. When I tell you about Asian families, what do I tell you about Asian families? They're going to move into your house, not just her. Her mama going to move into the house. Then her family going to move into the house. Even young Jeezy couldn't dodge this. Young Jeezy's, uh, allegedly, Jenny Mai's mother moved in. Possibly the father, I'm not sure. Jenny Mai's mother moved in on Jeezy. Then, allegedly, Jenny Mai's brother moved in with Jeezy. Shit. I tell you, man, Ninja, what about love? Man, please. Ninja, I, that ain't never happening to me. Never, 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 never. Yep, passport bros, you better listen. When you take care, when you move over to Asia and you want to take care of a girl and plunk her, you plunking the family. You about to take care of the family. You're not just going to plunk that girl out like that, like you plunk out black women from, because they ain't got no family. Black women probably statistically ain't got no family. So they ain't got no daddy. They possibly ain't got no mammy. They possibly ain't got no damn long relative. But look, even young Jeezy got people sitting up in a damn kitchen talking shit about him when he on tour. I'm like, what the hell? I come back from tour. You ain't here. You ain't did. You need to do. She got words for me. Ninja all up on my couch. One thing I don't do is I don't take care of men. <laughs> I don't take care of no men. All right, so if you're a male, even this one Juco chick tried to do this to me. She got in a bind, but she's in an open relationship. I'm like, bitch, she was like, oh, you think you can? No. That money is, like, if you're in an open relationship, bitch, like, no. That money goes to a nick, another nick. I ain't taking care. No, 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 no. Now, you come over here and get on your knees and slobber on me. All right, but the money ain't going back to no another nick, right? No, 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 I don't take care. <laughs> if you were single, no, nah, you in an open relationship. Come get these sheets clapped. What the fuck? What is wrong with people, man? You got a whole nother nick over there. And res my resources ain't going to have no ninja eating. Mm -mm. And so if I marry you and your brother got to move back in, oh, hell no. You got to understand how this shit works. All right, but, but please, somebody said it's like that in East Africa too. Shout out to them beautiful East Africans. All right, they're definitely some beautiful women. But yo, man. But uh, what are we doing? Super chats? I'm gonna get to everybody. Shout out to the Lord Kelly with the sponsorship. Yes, indeed. In jolly old England, I believe. I'm he says for the last three to four years, this channel been refreshing. For this 31-year young man, hold tight from London. Shout out to you, first time or two. Appreciate you. Let's get over to Cash App and the other ones over here. And the only guys, guys, the only protection you have is when you self-preserve. You're the only one that can stop the bleeding. Okay, you can. You're the only one that can stop this bleeding. The courts aren't going to stop it. The police aren't going to stop it. Joe Biden's not going to stop it. Donald Trump is not going to stop it. All right. The court of public opinion, the therapists, the counselors, all the people with their pseudoscience degrees, the, the, the culture, the red pill, nobody's going to stop the bullshit. You know where the buck stops? The buck stops 
here. You got to be the one to say, fuck all y'all. I'm just letting you know. It stops right here. You, you're the one that has to put a stop to the bullshit. What you men want to do is wait till women figure it out. You want to wait till the courts figure it out and still go out there doing dumb shit. Well, I love and I want to have a legacy. No, you got to stop. You want to stop people from leeching. You want to stop your parents from moving in on you. You literally got to stop the bullshit yourself. Okay. The judge, you wait for the judge. Like, like Jeezy, Jeezy, Jeezy's like, all right, I need resolution here. He going to go. This is, this is his resolution right here. This is his problem solver. This is his problem solver now. Jeezy has problems, and this is his problem solver. Good luck, Ninja. Good luck, fam. You put in the hands of these people, man. You have to stop the bullshit yourself. And the way you do it is you get ice fucking cold. I know. People don't want to hear this. They just want you to, oh. Yeah, you thought Kevin Samuels is going to save you. And then he disappeared and now he was gone and you like who's the next hope i'm not gonna save you you got to be the one to cuff your own balls and say you know what i'm done with this bullshit and face the consequences as a result because you're gonna have consequences on this decision people are gonna ridicule you they're gonna say you're wrong they're gonna hate you ninja they gonna hate you anyway Shout out to Dr. Thunder was talking about that today. You're going to be hated regardless. Have you figured that out? They're going to hate you whether you do or you don't. Ninja, just keep it pushing. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Nest Egg Vault. Says, for keeping it real on the parental alienation, shout out to you. Jones G, thanks for sharpening us, coach. Love you, brother. Shout out to you. And uh, let these people know. Let these people know. It's up to you to protect your seed and protect your meat. Now, Russell Brand want to be like, oh, they getting me. Yep, they getting you, Ninja. (laughs) I mean, when you was getting all the puss, you was good. Now, they making you pay for the puss. We didn't told y'all, okay? Nobody's coming to save you. Shout out to my man, Eddie says, people over here are worried if they're going to get a girl instead of prepping for the fall of the America, it's right around the corner. Nobody sees it. Now they're making jokes too. They're making jokes. How long, how often does your man think of the Roman Empire? Now it's a joke. (laughs) These people are a joke. They have this obsession with the Roman Empire as if it's going to fall. I'm like, you know why men think about the Roman Empire? Because we can see Babylon right here, Ninja. That's why we worried about it. Because we know the implications of the fall of the empire. So ninjas is always thinking about it. We're like, yeah, this shit is collapsing and we better prepare ourselves. Not, not they trying to make it sniggling. One of these guys ask your husband, is he, you know what? Even my mother texts me. How often do you think of the Roman empire? I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you must've been on Facebook today. (laughs) All right. I'm like, you went on Facebook. Who told you this shit? (laughs) <laughs> we thinking about it because we can see it all right <laughs> what? <laughs> we know a slow burn collapse when we see one shout out to dev the gamer we know a slow burn 
We like, yo. Where we at? Shout out to Xavion says, Coach, you dropping nukes from orbit and hitting straight to the soul on this. So many epiphanies and instant realizations just came to light. Keep bring, being the bringer of truth. Men need this. Indeed. We need this. Kevin Sullivan says, you are correct on the trying to outparent you part. Instead of my kid's mom, I have their grandma trying to outperform me in every aspect. He says, can I get the bell, please? Yeah, man, that's crazy. Oh, and they watching you, too. They watching you win. Dude, they ain't happy when you doing good shit for them. They ain't happy. Hey, a tipping point for me was getting my daughter a dog. That was a tipping point for my, for my, for my, um, for my situation. That was a tipping point. All right, because all the other stuff I was doing well and, you know, I mean, getting cars and getting money or whatever, perceiving them, me from getting money, they perceive I'm, I'm rich, but, 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 but what really tipped them off was me getting my daughter a dog. Now people think women ain't this petty, but that tip, that was the last straw. That was the last fucking straw. Because then she was like, this ninja, this ninja doing everything. Instead of being happy, you know they can't women can't be happy. Instead of being happy, why does he always get to do? I'ma fuck his world up. Now I was the cool dad. I bought the dog. I'm telling you, man. People don't women women are like children. And, my, and there's a video of me and my daughter with the dog. It, six months later, it was boom, kapl- it was an implosion. Six months it took for her to get her uh, tentacles into my daughter from the day. And there's a video I got on the internet of my daughter getting the dog on the first day. Six months later, kaboom. There was no problems in between that. There was no problems before that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, six months later, kaboom. All of a sudden, there was problems. What happened? And grandmothers be the grandmothers stirred the pot. The grandmothers stirred the pot. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, man, this shit is weird. Shit is weird. It's it's one of the weirdest things you'll go through. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like. Uh anyway, where are we at? Twin. A says, F dear mama, it's fear mama now. Fear mama. Fear mama. Where we at? Slick Vision says, happy five years, coach. Thanks for helping me along this journey of life. And what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. Shout out to Hashim Shabazz. The mother is replaceable. The father is not. Facts. Facts. You can get any mother in. It's crazy. So like you said, you said that earlier. Yep. Oh, by the way, man. Yeah, somebody said, don't buy a dog. (laughs) He said, don't buy a dog. But grandmothers are one of the worst problems you're going to have. Like uh, what we call the monster-in-law. The monster-in-law is going to be your biggest problem. Not not your ex. Not your baby mama. It's going to be your monster-in-law. All right. So they're going to finance. They're going to gaslight. They're going to build a battery in your ex's back or your baby mama's back. They're going to act like, I would never do anything. I'm just a loving old lady. No, they're going to gaslight. They're going to finance 
any legal issues. They're going to be financing the life of your baby mama because, because your baby mama's got to get support from somewhere. And then they'll be like, hey, you need to put his ass on child support. You need to. So they're going to be that. They are the, but then what they'll do is they'll throw rocks and hide hands. They'll be like, I'm not really doing nothing, but you'll, you'll see that they're the problem. I had a video of a um, Latina woman that was going through that. All in the background, the mother shouting orders and saying this, and we going to put him that, we going to say he did this. The mother was in the back stirring the shit. The mother's the one, the, the monster-in-law's the one getting this shit going. He said, my own mother. Yeah, your own mother's not going to be, your, your own mother's not going to fight for you. Your own mother's going to be like, well, I just want to see the kids. You know what I mean? What we, what we need to do, your own mother just going to be like, mm, do you really have to, <laughs> I need to just keep, we need to just, <laughs> Your own mother ain't going to be like, what? Let me put on the gloves. Nope. Your own mother going to be like, well, well just, just do what you got to do. Though. You laid on child support. Your own mother going to be like, well, you know, you got to pay them. If you got to go to jail, you got to go to jail. <laughs> You're like, damn, mom, what the fuck? Mm. All right. Shout out to uh, Cali West Miami. Shout out to the coach gang. He says, uh, shout out to the coach game member who called you the last unbinder. Boys in the hood show mama send Trey off to his dad only to want him back in his prime. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. Cause then she was trying to weasel herself back in too. That's for Stewart. That's for sure. Terrence, Terrell Terrence coach. We glad you addressed this topic much needed. Some men or some many of us men needed to hear this. Not only that, you know there's men going through this and they sitting back crying right now at this show because how many people can deliver this show? Not many. Not even many people in the Red Pill space. Not many men can deliver this show. They don't have the experience, the knowledge, the know-how of the court. They don't have the experience at all. The only experience they might have is they've been alienated from their dad. But not many people know this shit. And they too chicken shit to talk about it. They want to talk about Brittany Renner trying to give views. Let me tell you something, you content creators. Ninja, be authentic and kick the real. That Brittany Renner video going to get you 15,000 views over six months. Nobody gives a fuck about Brittany Renner. Only for that moment in time. But the reason why my numbers keep at where they at is because I'm telling the real. I ain't just gossiping, okay? <laughs> we ain't just going out here throwing shit up for views. We giving people information to arm them for their lives. But get your Britney Renner video out and your little video. Or little, you know what I mean? I looked up on the suggestion box yesterday, and I seen everybody talking about the same shit I was just talking about yesterday, the day before. All right, but anyway. All right. It is what it is. I'm like, Ninja, I just did. Look it up. I just did Tia Tamara. Next day, I pull up Tia Tamara. Er, anyway. Mm. <laughs> All right. What are we doing here? I think I got one more. 
the contractor, when you're a single dad, everyone is the enemy. Stay alert and cut everyone off. Even, I skipped somebody, even those that act like they're there for your best interest. All right, MC Hamster, all decisions have a cost. The goal is to make sure the cost does not include regret. Okay, that's the easy one. Derek Eaton with the co-sponsorship. Yeah, uh, Derek Eaton says, preach coach, your books just arrived. Shout out to you and thank you for the support. For real. Yeah, ninjas want to talk about girl. How many times we going to hear about a delusional 22-year-old girl, what she got to say? Oh, we roasted this 22-year-old delusional girl that wants a guy that make five figures or six figures. How many times y'all ninjas going to do that? But look. You know, you get millions of views doing that, more power to you. But as you know, I've done less and less of that content. Even stop, I even stopped putting other content creators goofy. I mean, I know that that's popular for a segment of men. My men should be more advanced than that. Watching some dude sit up there copying fresh and fits format, bringing delusional hoes up, talking about they want ninjas. I mean, that's too elementary for me. It, it, it's, oh, we demolished and roasted this feminist. Oh, Jesus. Really? Another one? Another one? All right. Let's see what you did. You roasted her. I want a guy. I'm a single mother, age 41. I want a guy. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Another one. And the ninja ain't said shit. He ain't gave you no instructions. He hasn't guided you. He hasn't gave you no life-saving knowledge. He hasn't done any goddamn thing. He just reacted to some broad. All right, anyway. <laughs> and he tipping toeing around her. Well, don't you think you're delusional? No? Okay. Don't you think you should change your standards? He ain't said shit. <laughs> Snooze fest. I don't even watch him. And anybody that thinks I'm going to ever feature these guys on my show without them ninjas bowing down to CGA first, them ninjas need to invite me and pay me to be back on their show. Shit. Mm. Hey, coach, I got a good idea. I'm going to have 10 women on the show, and you're going to be up there trying to roast them. Man, hell no. Mm. <laughs> that don't sound like a good idea to me. Okay, how much you talking? How much you paying me to come do some waste my time? Well, we was hoping you could come for free. That's going to be $10,000 and flight and hotel and meals. Or I'll sit here and try to do the exact same. Man, please. I'm going to waste five days to go over there to roast 10 females. No. <laughs> the other ninja, the sidekick ain't saying nothing. The whole show. Like, man, please, I ain't about to sit there. Like, what? Like, I'm done with, I'm way above that. That shit is below my pay grade. Just letting you know. And I don't care. And it ain't, it ain't fresh and fit or just them. I'm talking about that shit is below my pay grade. I'm in a different echelon to waste my time with that bullshit. <laughs> right? I've been here way too long for that. All right? Come on, fam. I've been here way too long to be entertained by that Mickey Mouse bullshit. But, hey, keep doing y'all. I hope y'all podcasts blow up. 
I hope your podcast blow up and best of luck. Then just send me there. Send me $10,000 of I ain't talking. Oh, man. That shit is so, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Boring. But, of course, they have a demographic for that. They have a demographic. Like, they have, they have young men who are 21 that want to just see women get roasted. Right? So, you know, they never been able to do it. But let them do it. You know what I mean? But to me, I'm way above that. I'm way above that. Ninja, yeah, they need to roll out the red carpet at this point. It's Mickey Mouse bullshit. That's a waste of my time. All right. Anyway, Ninja, they need my picture framed, me sitting on the throne. When I show up, as soon as I walk in, they need to play the King music. Dun, dun. Sit me up there and have everything I need. Coffee, tea, water, and a check. <laughs> and a check. I'm not about to crack no uh, useless Instagram thought trying to make it. She got way less followers than me. She got 6,000 followers, but something to say, trying to make a name off of me. Oh, this Instagram girl roasted coach, man, please. <laughs> All right, please. You think I'm going to put my title on the line? Hey, when you're the champion and you're the champion, you consider who you put your title on the line for. Then just be like, I'll challenge you. Sit down. <laughs> I'm not putting on my title on the line for this bullshit. All right. I'm the champion. I'm the king of kings. <laughs> you can't get me that easy. Can't get me that easy. Sit me next to some useless Instagram thought with, with 8,000 followers in the struggle only fan. What does she have to say to me today? Nothing. There's nothing she can say for me. Or the one thing she can say for me is this. Okay, daddy. That's it. <laughs> All right, let me get in here. Acknowledge me, ninja. We the ones over here. Don't let them numbers fool you. I got the belt, ninja. Who's the challenger? Then they want to sneak uh, Destiny's wife in there. Man, sit her ass down real quick. Ain't nobody want to hear from her. She want to come in there with her prepared questions while I get ambushed and she throwing darts at me. Trying to piggyback on me. Hell no. <laughs> All right, that ain't going to happen. Struggle only fan artists trying to tell me some shit. Mm. Women with 2,000 body counts and daddy issues all of a sudden want to challenge me and she ain't lived no life. She don't even know how to wipe her ass good enough to keep the streaks out of her lingerie, but she got something to say about me. There ain't no way in hell I would sit over there with that. <laughs> the only way I would do it is if somebody paid me big, booked the flight, pay up, had a check, that simple, all right? Or I'm going to sit over here and do what I do. <laughs> Anyway, treat me as I need to be treated, and you will be treated and kind. Where are we at? Uh, anyway, <laughs> good luck to all you podcasts out here. All right, what are we doing? Let's get in here. We got the contractor. I got you already. We got a couple more. DJ B Fit, this topic hits close to home. Me and my dad are furious with my grandmother. When we asked her, when we asked who was my grandfather, she started shuffling. 
We think our uncle, my grandmother's sister's husband, could be my grandfather. Uh-oh. What? Oh, boy. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. The contractor tipping point was when they didn't help me when my kids got kidnapped. He says, but they still wanted me to go to the barbecue and took family pictures. Hell no. Y'all need to y'all need to be uh, petty out here. Y'all need to start getting petty. Alex Tyson, he says, T.O. didn't know who his real dad was until he was a teenager. Turns out he was living across the street the whole time. And his grandma was the one who forbid them from meeting. So the grandmother knew. The grandmother knew. This is crazy. I mean, how evil is that? Enigma WPG, congrats on your anniversary, coach. I remember the stream. If it doesn't add up, start subtracting. It woke me up, and I've been divorced for a year and happier. He says, we owe you so much, Mr. Respect to Mr. Adam. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. It's a hard story. It's a hard thing to do. Once you pull the plug, you got this. And everything will add up. Everything will add up um, at the end. But you got to start subtracting first. Boring entertainment. This is the immortal mindset monk mode brought me over to your content. He says right here, but your content has the comedy with the truth. P.S. The books are ordered tomorrow. Free agent lifestyle for life. Monk mode also saves lives. Shout out to you. Thank you for being here. And shout out to the immortal mindset. Does he still make content? That guy was great. I used to watch him a lot. All right. I think he got this. He got messed over by YouTube. So I think his incentive to produce. I don't know. He's a good guy. I like to meet him. Schedule OP. My ex's mother-in-law gassed my ex up and put a wedge into my marriage after divorce. The mom-in-law complained because my ex needed financial and child care help. Yep. I'm telling you, these things. They don't see past their feelings. So what will happen is they'll divide, put a wedge in, gaslight. They'll, they'll stir the pot, and then they'll be like, but you need to help. I don't understand. Oh, I think Solomon. I think I missed the round. I thought I meant Solomon. Maybe I got it wrong. All right, but yeah, what they'll do is they'll, have, they'll, they'll make a decision, and then what they'll do is um, then when they get what they want, then they'll be like, but they'll still be mad at something. What One thing you'll have to learn, if you're a guy here, and a woman says she's not happy about something, what you need to tell her is you need to find a way to be happy. As an older man, I'm going to tell you, trying to make her happy is useless. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of money. Or seeing things her way. Because eventually, you'll see things her way. It'll go, and then she'll run up into a problem again. And then you'll need to come and fix it. The problem that she's going to run into, you were making her aware of that prior to fixing the first problem, right? So you'll say, she'll say, this is a problem. And then you'll say, well, if we do this and fix this problem, it's going to cause that. She'll say, I don't care. Fix it. You'll fix it. Months down the line, years down the line, the problem will come up again. Or that problem that you warned her about will come up. And you was like, oh, well, I told you this was going to happen. And she was like, well, I didn't think it was going to happen. 
but you still need to fix it. Fix this problem. Never, never get into that. You got to let them eat. You got to let them eat plates of shit. You got to let them struggle. You got to let them bankrupt themselves. It doesn't matter what you do. Whatever you do, it's going to cause the pro- There's consequences and repercussions. There's cause and effect. They just think there's effect. They just think there's no consequences. They think there's a perfect solution. And you men think this as well. There is no perfect solution. None. It doesn't exist. Even when you think reacting immediately will fix it, most of the time reacting immediately will cause a greater problem. Because you're thinking fast. Okay, here, let's throw a pro- let's try to fix this, but then there'll be more problems. But they're reacting on a sense of urgency and they need something corrected. Your baby mother will say, hey, I, I need to create this issue, this problem. And then later on, say that the consequences of her decision, she'll say, yeah, but now I need this as a result of this. You like these people, are, they're cuckoo. They're cuckoo. Because they're cuckoo thinking like that. Guys, that is not the way to go through life. My solution is this. This is my solution. I let people live out their consequences. And I try to make them live it out and give them as much pain as they possibly need. And hopefully they figure it out. If they don't, I let them live out more pain. Because that's the only way you learn. And that's the only way it'll humble you. What's going to happen is you're not going to have me in pain. I'm going to have you in pain more. I'm going to twist your nipples. That's what I'm going to do. The Punisher. I'm going to make sure you get some pain out of this. All right, because you're asking for this. And I'm going to show you. (laughs) You're going to be the guinea pig of your own experiment. So here, here's what you want. Go ahead. Now, when you start drowning, when you start frying in the frying pan, Ninja, I'm going to just sit back and be like, well, I can do that because I'll take the consequences. I'll take the consequences as a result. But you're going to need some pain. And don't cry and tell me what I should do when your ass get in pain. I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. Take that pain. Take that pain. (laughs) Have that pain. Ride that goddamn pain out. Is it hurting? (laughs) Give him that purple dope. Is it hurting yet? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Well, you need to hurt a little bit more. It is what it is because most of the time they ask for it. They ask for it. They work for it. And I'm going to be like, all right, let's give them what you want. You want it? There it is right there. Now, now, now look at you now. I don't care who this is. I, I let people do this. But I'm not about to help your ass now. <laughs> pain. But when you prevent people from going in pain, they never learn. You want them to learn. You want them to learn, especially when they're messing with you or they're trying to get you in pain. Let them learn. I don't care what it is, man. Yep. Can you feel this shit? Feel that pain, man. How that pain feeling? All right. It is what it is. Derek Eaton says, support this and the message. Shout out to you. We almost done. All right. Nevertheless, says peace, quiet, and freedom. 
No government name says your last three streams are master classes. Thanks. No government name BH is in the building. All right, guys and gentlemen, for the men, for the men here, there is no perfect solution. I don't care what you're talking about. If somebody offers you a perfect solution, they're lying. First of all, there's a solution that applies to them and one that applies to you. Okay, we don't give solutions over here. What we give is, what we give is, we make you aware of trade-offs. Everything has trade-offs. Every decision you make has trade-offs. What are you willing to live with? And what are you willing to live without? So when I say, well, you know, if you do this, these are your risks, risk assessment. Understand that there's no perfect solution. There's no perfect out. And the deeper you go, the in more in deep you go, the less likely you'll be having uh, any solution at all. You'll have no solutions. Then the longer you go, you'll have no out. You're stuck. So then we tell you, here's the trade-offs. What do you want? What do you not want? But trying to find the perfect solution. What about a post-nup agreement? Ninja, okay, jump in the frying pan. <laughs> All right, so what you're telling me is you want to jump in the frying pan. No, protect, no, no protection, nothing. Roll the dice, risk, then hope. <laughs> that, that would be you're trying to get a perfect solution at the end when you have no leverage. Nah. Get leverage and options. Then acknowledge the trade-offs. Then figure out what you're willing to live with and not and, and to live without. Some most times it's gonna work. Most times it's gonna work to what you want it. But when you go the opposite and go, I'm gonna take the perfect solution. I'm gonna take the solution with less risk, less option. Hell my lord. Shout out to Mr. Anthony Elite says, Hey coach, baby mama would tell my son, a three-year-old for a year. I'm suing for custody. The mother's attorney told the court they have no time for my one-hour custody hearing, but then set up to take my de deposition for eight hours. <laughs> oh, goodness. He says, I went to the daycare and took them back. Now everyone mad at me, F them all. See, th what they did was, and I'm not saying you played into their hands, but now, and this is the one of the reasons I didn't do this. Obviously, I'm a, I have a, I'm a public figure is that then if I do something like that, then they can play the victim, right? And you're doing what you need to do. But I couldn't do that because, you know, my ex would call Amber Alert. My ex would call the police, the FBI, the CIA, and the damn ATF. And we're talking about for late teenagers, by the way. But then they can do, they can get the response. Oh, okay, see? He violating. He doing this. Now, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, F that bitch. But we know how petty these people. So that then they can say, see, he's unjust worthy. He's, un he, he's not worthy of having. I'm telling you, man, women be sitting around thinking of shit like that. You guys don't think they are doing this. This is all they do. This is, who, listen, this is all they do. They don't go to the gym. They don't do no crunches. They don't, they don't be sitting there planning out what they're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They be sitting around thotting and plotting. They be sitting around plotting all day long, every day. 
They don't think about why, because their whole life hinges and depends on this. People don't think this is true. Their whole life depends and hinges on this. They can't just be like, man, fuck, I'm going to just live out in the wilderness, live out by myself, eat canned foods and fish. They don't think like that. Like, we think like that. Okay, it ain't going our way. All right, we moving out to the mountains. And we just say, F everybody, right? That's what we do. We just literally just walk away and be like, I ain't dealing with this shit. Them on the other hand, they got a thought and plot. Every day they wake up, they wake up thoughting and plotting. They end up at the phone at 6.30 in the morning. You ever see a woman at the gas station? She going into 7-Eleven and she getting snacks and hostess Twinkie cakes and grandma cookies and potato chips. And she walk out with her bottle of water or Diet Coke. She run outside. She on the phone and girl, and he did this. And I'll be damned and he did. Brothers. That's called thoughting and plotting. They wake up pissed on a dream. Get on the phone, texting and making posts and snapshotting memes. Snapshotting your text messages. <laughs> Tell me I ain't lying. They wake up every goddamn waking day. Thoughting and plotting. Calling a mama. Calling a daddy. Calling a baby daddy. Calling a ex-husband. Calling the call. Did he send the payment in? Every damn day. Thoughting and plotting. I don't care if she's single. I don't care if she's 16, 14. I don't care if she's 30, 50, 90. She plotting at work. She at work. Thoughting and plotting. She at work trying to do work. And she thoughting and plotting on the side. She up late at night talking about she got anxiety and depression because she thought and plotting. Every guy, we on the other hand, we try not think of this woman. <laughs> somebody says somebody taking all my talking points. Hey man, listen, this is just the it's just how it goes, man. I see it, trust me. But listen, other people have accused me of that as well. I can't even call it. All right. She on the phone 6.30 in the morning just talking and girl and girl and girl and girl and he did it, he did it, he did it, he had the nerve to heat all goddamn day. Thought and plot. Mm. <laughs> all right, that's why we call them straggle daggles. Be straggling all day. And I don't care if this is a, I don't care if this is a millionaire's wife, a ghetto wife, a wife from the barrio, a, wait, a, a wife Somewhere in Asia, a passport wife. He said they hold life a soap opera all day. Wake up like that. Can't go to sleep like that. Then finally fall asleep and wake up the next day plotting. <laughs> now, if you think your girl ain't like that, Ninja, you got the wrong thing. I'm a, this info saving your life. They be there telling them, and he got this and that, and he got this account, and he got that, and he got that. He got silverware. He went to New York. He went to Italy. He got a watch. He over there took my son. He took his daughter. He bought a dog. He got a car. They got the dates. They got the dates all goddamn day. That's all they be thinking. <laughs> Thotting and plotting. They don't do nothing else. They be out there working as a dental assistant, cleaning teeth, thinking about. <laughs> they don't know nothing else to do. 
but they're very life depends on it because they can make the money and take the, but it's short. It's a short sighted. It's a short sighted strategy. Cause what you'll find is I call it, they'll paint themselves into the corner. They'll paint themselves in their own corner and then be mad at the results. Have you ever done that? Experienced that? Where they'll be thotting and plotting and they'll get tunnel vision and they'll paint themselves or mop themselves in the corner. And then they'll, by the time they look up, they stuck in the corner like, oh shit, help. I got stuck in this corner. He made me paint myself in this corner. And you like, no, nah, you pay. You literally were painting yourself in that corner. Now you're there. I told you you were painting yourself. And then they'll mop themselves right in the corner and then be mad and blame your ass for paint, painting themselves Are in you that corner. Wait, hold on for a second. They'll be, they'll be mad. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. <laughs> and you like. And then somebody will come help. 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 And then somebody will come help them. That's their entire life. That's their entire life. That's why your mama is still cool with you and you a grown-ass man. Because she's like, your mama is like, I'm going to need some place to stay when I get old. Mm. Hi, son. Hey, mom, how's it going? I was just thinking of you. (laughs) You 50, 67 years old. Hi, son. She waiting. Mama's like, somebody needs to take care of me. I'm going to need to survive. Anyway, come on, man. Let's just make this shit simple. And it, it don't make them evil, but it's just, let's just make this shit simple, guys. That's how they think. Survive. How do I survive? I need to survive. Me. I need me, 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 me. <laughs> All right, we got our brother Dame Digital. Shout out to you. I can't see what you said there. Man, this show's still going on. Daniel McGee says, uh, he says, got to hit them in their pockets and they'll feel it. You do. Hit them in them pockets, man. That's where they try to hit you. Hit them in their pockets. All right, shout out to Daniel McGee. Shout out to Julia R. Says, been watching you since 2018 after my husband died to find out why he cheated on me with a single mother a few years prior to that. Learned a lot. And won't be fooled again. Keep the pressure on CGA. Shout out to Julia R. She's been here since the beginning. Julia R. has been. A lot of you brothers have been. Brothers and sisters have been in since the beginning. And I really truly appreciate it. U.S. Army Retire says the lead attorney just said that the judge just threw out Jeezy's ironclad prenup. Yeah. I mean, yo. This is what y'all. Hey. This is what y'all sign up for. Y'all sign up for shit like this. And it was going to get thrown out anyway. I don't care what judge they had. They could have had a hang them high judge in there. They could have had Judge Judy. (laughs) Yep. Shout out to you brothers, man. It's not a surprise. Uh, But y'all go in here thinking y'all know what to do. Hey, man, the, the system is simply not catered to men that earn more money than their counterparts okay now it's not catered to women that earn more money either so but they do have more advantages over men meaning that they'll never get like 85 they'll never get like weekend visitations that's very rare they'll at least get 50 50 
even if they are crack fiend and a stripper, they'll at least get 50-50 where you won't. Okay, so that is going to be where the difference is. But when it comes to this gentleman, this is not the game that you want to try to work around because even with the workaround, they going to stick you. <laughs> they still go stick. It ain't like she ain't going to fight. She fought. And this shit about to get hairy for Jeezy. Mm. And the pettiness that that woman has, that woman looks petty. That, 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 what's her name? Jenny Mai. She looked petty. Detail petty. Anything he has told that woman that can hang his ass, she's going to tell it to the court and it's going to be documented. Then, if there's anything that he's done that has some shady business practices, he didn't. She calling all of them. She calling the FBI, the CIA, the IRS. She calling the ATF, the DEA. She calling all of them. All of them getting a phone call, not just the child support. All of them. She on the phone. She on the phone right now. Mm-hmm. And he took his record label. He put it in his mama name. And she ain't pay. Pillow talking ninjas. I'm trying to save y'all lives, man. I'm trying to save y'all lives. Not my girl. Yeah, I'm trying to save your lives out here, ninjas. This ain't no game. JB says you got to do a meet and greet or a book signing. I need to shake your hand for blessing a brother CGA to go. Free agent lifestyle for life. I actually probably will at some point. Yeah, but I got a case. <laughs> I got a case. So I'm laying low. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back tonight. Thank you for the support, and we have fun and apply pressure out here. Protect yourself. We out of here. Peace.